The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on The Blaze Radio Network. Hey, hey, ho, ho, it's time to do this great big show. Hey, 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 ho, ho, ho. it's time time to do this great big show. Mic check. A little little protest uh, chant for you because it seems to be in vogue right now. Mm, That was a good way to spend a weekend. Wasn't it? Just uh, what a crappy weekend, by the way. Football-wise, what a what a disaster of a weekend it was. Yep. Ugh. And but okay, Kavanaugh got confirmed. Okay. So went exactly down party lines, with the exception mm. of Joe Manchin. Oh. Who so, uh, voted yeah. for his political future? Fortunately, <laughs> or as someone mm. uh, said on Twitter, that vote was more bipartisan than the Obamacare vote. Yeah. Yeah. So it split almost exactly down party lines, with, again, the exception of Joe Manchin. Um, uh, Lisa Murkowski was the only Republican that would have voted no, but she didn't. She just voted present uh, out of deference to Steve Daines, who had to be in Montana. So it, it would have forced him to have to be there for the vote. So she just voted present, but she had said she was going to vote no. Why? Why is she... The senator from Alaska. Why, why is she? You know, you, you might understand it if she was a Republican senator from Massachusetts or California. I don't get it in Alaska. You could do so much better in Alaska. But Steve Daines actually did attend his daughter's wedding. So uh, she voted present. And again, everybody else who went right down party lines, party lines, including Jeff Flake, who, who voted for Kavanaugh. Uh, and every single Democrat but Joe Manchin voted against him. So, just the usual partisan hackery. That's all. Don't worry about it. Same old stuff. Again, you've got Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was confirmed 97 to 3. One of the most extreme left-wing Supreme Court justices in American history. And all those Republicans voted for her anyway. Why? Because she was nominated by the president. And they were just, they were allowing his nominee. And she, you know, while she obviously uh, is an extreme ideologue, that she was qualified to be on the court. And they voted her in. They did the same really with Sotomayor. That wasn't even, that wasn't a close vote. Kagan wasn't a close vote. You have all these Republicans who jumped across party lines and voted. But now one Democrat can vote for this guy? Pretty amazing. <clears throat> Pretty amazing. And the absolute hysteria over it. You start to wonder, are, uh, these people are completely unhinged now. What more can they do other than just absolutely uh, going to violence completely violence and and revolution that's about that's about all they haven't done so far they're they and they actually have done violence revolution is the only thing left and they say they're going to get more radical because they're not radical enough jeez so on the steps of the supreme court they were chanting and screaming uh and this guy in a pink shirt that says i support planned parenthood uh started off this 
little chant session. Hear him in the background. Demanding justice. What, a, what an interesting choice of words. They're demanding justice for this Supreme Court nominee. Really? Well, the justice was done. They presented their case. There was nothing to it. There wasn't a shred of evidence. There was no corroboration. None of her friends even said, yep, that happened. I saw it. Saw the whole thing. That didn't even happen. You're not looking for justice. Uh, this is as far from justice as it gets with these with this guy. And we are not standing for it. We are standing for the women who have sexual assault. They're right about that. This is what democracy looks like. That's why we're not a democracy. <laughs> They're exactly right. And that's why we're not one. So just a little little hint for it. Oh, here we go. Kavanaugh has got to go. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Kavanaugh has got to go. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. See, that rhymes. I see. That rhymes. It's, that's good. It's catchy. Yeah. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Kavanaugh has got to go. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Kavanaugh has got to go. Hey, hey. Ho, 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 ho. Hey, ho. Hey, ho. Hey, ho. Hey, ho. Hey. Is See how good they are? I lost my rhythm there, and I lost my place, and I couldn't figure out. But they they just kept doing They kept going. Right. Yeah. They're really good. Safety in numbers, I yeah, think. Yeah, they're really good. Kavanaugh has got to go. Hey, ho. Hey, hey, ho. Ho, Hey, hey, ho. Oh, don't, he shouldn't be there. Hey, hey. Oh. Oh, I like this too. We believe. We believe. We believe. Well, we believe survivors. Not all of them, obviously. I mean, not the ones who are accusing Democrats of doing something. <laughs> obviously, not the one, not the survivor in uh, Minnesota. <laughs> You know, who's got evidence and corroboration of sexual abuse. Right. <laughs> not that one. Oh, not that one. Because it was a Democrat being a kid. We oh, don't believe now I get all the survivors. Now I see how it works. Yeah, we Thank don't believe you. all survivors. Mm-hmm. And you believe her based on what? That she said so? You don't know her? Why? Why do you believe survivors? In America, you should be able to answer those questions. In the Soviet Union and China, you didn't need to. You don't need to. But this is America. You should be able to answer the question. Why do you believe her? Why? Based on what evidence? Based on what corroboration? None. They just do because he's, uh, you know, he's a, a nominee who was nominated by a Republican president. So that's that's the entire thought process there. It's just it's crazy. Do we survive this? I hope so. But every day, it just seems to go further down the drain. 888 I do like the rhythm, though, of hey, hey, ho, ho. Yeah. Kavanaugh has got to go, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, uh, it's sort of unrelated story, but it just reminds me of uh, the signage at a football game. 
it was Tampa Bay versus uh, I forget who Tampa was playing. But you know when Fitzgerald was doing the Fitz magic, mm-hmm. and uh, and so they they brought signs because they were all excited about him. Yeah, Fitzpatrick, not Fitzgerald. Uh, I so, know what you meant. So Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, was was on fire. He his first two games were four hundred plus uh, games uh, yardage passing, and they were in the midst of the third game. And somebody was holding up a sign because it was they were calling it Fitz Magic, and one of the signs said, "Ho ho ho, Fitz Magic," and the announcer was like, "Ho ho ho, Fitz Magic." I. I don't get it. I don't know what that one is. The song, right? Yes! Uh, Thank magic, you! You know. You know. Yes, it's the Magic by Pilot song. Well, ho, ho, Fitz Magic. I mean, how dumb do you have to be? Is that know? the Monday Night Football game? It might have been Monday That's Night Football That's a disappointing game. crew. I'll just yeah, say it as it a is. side note. <laughs> yes. They've <laughs> never had a good crew on Monday Night Football. Now, wait. Since now, it moved to ESPN. Okay. Well, since since e- ESPN. I don't know. Okay, whatever. I, I've never been excited about I their like uh, Sean McDonough. Do you? Gruden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's true. Were they doing Monday? I guess they yeah, were. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's that was a good crew. You're right about that. Uh, but he's having a tough time right now as a uh, head coach. Man, they lost again yesterday. They should have lost to the Browns. But they should digress. Yes. They should be winless. Yes. Like the Huskers. That's all we'll say about the Huskers. Thank you very much. <clears throat> um, probably not. That's no? probably not all we'll say about them. Really? But I should I should speak. You know, on uh, football top college football? No, I shouldn't speak. There's really nothing that you and I could directly compare our teams to. It's not like they both went into Wisconsin <laughs> kind of and is. played a common opponent on mm-hmm. the same field. I mean, if that were the case, then we could then you could, could have say, a conversation about obviously our teams BYU would how... crush Nebraska this year. You would you would say that if that had happened by twenty points. But uh, apparently, but you know, I'm not one to brag after they did what they did in Madison and then got blown out by Utah State on Friday night. Not good. Mm. Just not good. Mm-hmm. But we've turned this successfully from uh, nightmarish uh, protesting to uh, college football, which is yeah. what we like to and do. And when they do the protests, and this was a, a problem in New York mm-hmm. as well, uh, when we'd walk the city streets of Manhattan mm-hmm. um, and hating every second of it. But there would be these protests, and um, who's the guy who gets to carry the drum around? The, the you know there's like a bang of mm-hmm. there's always somebody that has to carry this stupid drum and as mm-hmm. you're walking by it's you know eardrum piercing but uh, the one thing missing were the whistles where were the whistles I didn't hear the whistles like I hear in New York when unions are uh, no protesting whistles. there was no whistles no. at the Kavanaugh so it was an incomplete protest you failed on multiple accounts that you they, weren't even aware of protesters they had the catchy rhyme though mm-hmm. and the catchy rhyme goes a long way. I, these people uh, are clawing, literally, some of them, clawing at the door of the Supreme Court trying to get in. Then they're banging on it, hammering, as Kavanaugh is being sworn in inside. Uh, and what are you going to do once you get in there? Yeah. That's the frightening thought. What some would they have done? Some of those people seem possessed, quite frankly. They, yes. It was. It's a good way to put it. It was sick. Some of the looks on their faces and, yeah. and the, 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 the guttural noises coming out of these people. By the way, talking about how um, Obama's Supreme Court uh, nominees fared, uh, Sotomayor, 68 to 31 with nine like, yeah. GOP votes. Not even close. Yeah, Kagan, 63 to 37, five GOP votes. Uh, one Dem Jeez. voted against Kagan, by the way. That's interesting. I wonder who that was. It was Ben Nelson of Nebraska. 
Oh. Huh. Of course, when push came to shove on Obamacare, he failed, but that's a different uh, yes. story altogether. Uh, just goes to show we've uh, we've got some concerns in this country right now, and they're saying they're going to get more radical. They're, they just need to go a little bit crazier, uh, be a little more unhinged. So we got that going for us too. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition. Uh, that's a it's a company that a team of top physicians got together to form, uh, and then once they did, they created Field of Greens. They wanted to create something that was actual superfood, not just an extract. And so that's what they did. And that's why you'll see a nutrition facts panel on the side of the container because it is real food. One scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real certified vegan, vegetarian, and USDA organic fruits and vegetables, complete with antioxidants. Really good stuff. It's going to fuel your body. You'll be happier. You'll be healthier. Uh, It's great to know that you're getting the nutrition your body needs if you're like me and you don't eat a lot of vegetables. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. You'll get 10% off if you use the offer code PAT. It's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Theories abound on why this is happening, but uh, for some reason, Lindsey Graham has been making sense lately. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's been uh, he's been really good. It's been fun watching this. Really has metamorphosis. Yeah, I mean, you talk about bravery. He's he's really out there and uh, slapping some people down. First of all, he he's he was talking about the Nobel Peace Prize over the weekend. And we all remember that five minutes into his administration, Barack Obama suddenly won the Nobel Prize for peace. (laughs) Okay, based on what? (laughs) I mean, it had literally been decided that he was the recipient before he even took office. So why did they give it to him? I they kind of there was an explanation later from one of the uh, uh, people on the Nobel Committee that that was sort of a uh, predictive <laughs> award. <laughs> they were predicting the fact or encouraging him to maybe earn the Peace Prize. Inc- Is that amazing? That's sick. And now you have a president who's actually done some things. Now you've got a president who has, uh, who might have even smoothed over the North Korean situation. It's still too early. Yeah, to if see, we're predicting but, things, then yeah, let's go there. Right, huh? right. Hmm. But uh, Lindsey Graham said that if North Korea denuclearizes, then Trump definitely deserves the prize. Here's what he said. So tomorrow they're giving out the the Nobel Peace Prize. I saw that Donald Trump is actually one of the favorites to win it. What do you think of his chances and do you think he should win? Well, uh, if North Korea comes through, yes. Uh, I'll say this. If Donald Trump gets the Nobel Peace Prize, liberals all over the world will jump out of buildings. He's not, he's not too liked by a lot of a lot of different leaders in the country in the world. Or no? Yeah, it's not about being liked; it's about results. So mm-hmm. I think he's uh, doing a good job destroying ISIS, taking Iran on. 
but if we can get North Korea to give up their nukes and live in peace, God, he would deserve the Nobel Peace Prize. We'll see what happens. President Obama won. Yeah, he won for not being Bush. <laughs> that pretty well sums it up. Uh-huh. He also had a nice challenge in, in light of all of the chaos going on over the Kavanaugh uh, co- confirmation. He also uh, talked about, he had a little challenge for Chucky e. Schumer. Because it appears the Kavanaugh confirmation is not going to end this fight. Uh, Democratic Congressman Jerry Nadler uh, of New York, who would, if the Democrats take the House, become the House Judiciary Chairman, has already talked about launching an investigation into alleged misconduct by Kavanaugh. Nancy Pelosi says she wants to see the FBI interviews in the second background check. It it doesn't sound like this is going to end. Well, it's, uh, we'll know in November if that makes sense. I hope everybody running for the House in these purple districts will, ask, will be asked the question, do you support impeaching Judge Kavanaugh based on five allegations, none of which could be corroborated? Do you want an outcome so badly that you would uh, basically turn the law upside down? Uh, all I can say is that this is going to the streets at the ballot box. Uh, I'm gonna, I've never campaigned against a colleague in my life. That's about to change. I'm going to go throughout wow. this country and let people in these, at you know, purple states, uh, red states where Trump won, know what I thought, know what I think about this process. Now, we were talking before we came on the air, and I see that you have a list of mm-hmm. the, all the people that the president has said are on the list for potential nominees. Yeah. What's your point? Well, here's my point. This is a list that was compiled in November, but he actually put it out uh, during the campaign. There are 20-something people on this list. I'm asking Chuck Schumer, name five, name three, name one that would be okay with you. Brett Kavanaugh was a mainstream judge. I would have chosen him if I'd been president. Uh, Bush supported him. Everybody running for president on our side believed that Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch were outstanding conservative jurists. The other side wants to cancel the election. So, Chuck, you want somebody new. Look at this list and see if there's anybody you agree to. But what you want to do, Senator Schumer, is to overturn the election. And you pick the judges. We're not going to let you pick the judges. If you want to pick judges, then you need to win the White House. (laughs) When uh, Obama won, I voted for two judges that he picked. So, Chuck Schumer... Name one person on this list you think is acceptable. Wow. That's a great challenge. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so true. Now, he'd have to pick from that list, obviously, because his actual choice, if you allowed him the freedom, would be some kind of uh, crazy left-wing socialist, probably. Like maybe Barack Obama? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it fits the description you just came up with. But, you know, pick somebody on this list. We, we There's 20, 25 possibilities there, yeah. potential candidates. Uh, choose one. Who would you feel good about? Or are you just so partisan that nobody this man could nominate deserves support? That's, that's pretty good stuff from Lindsey Graham. Um, and is it going to help their chances, this chaos, all of this... Uh, insanity from the Democrats? Will it hurt their chances in November? Um, This is from Politico. The president was convinced that the cost uh, to his administration and the GOP would be too great if he abandoned uh, Judge Kavanaugh, according to some of his aides. Fox News anchors uh, said Christine Blasey Ford's testimony was compelling. A Republican strategist 
sent panicked text messages anticipating an electoral disaster. And even some of Kavanaugh's supporters questioned whether he could rescue his nomination. But as his nomination to the Supreme Court appeared to be crumbling, uh, President Trump had already become convinced that abandoning him would even be worse. And so he didn't. He stuck to it. According to half a dozen officials and people working on the confirmation, uh, the president came to the determination that with the midterms rapidly approaching, he needed the Senate to confirm him uh, to avoid screwing up the vote in uh, November. But will this adversely affect Democrats? I hope so. White House officials have been reviewing polling on the uh, narrowing so-called enthusiasm gap between Republicans and Democrats in key states. One person familiar with the numbers contended that the GOP fervor is peaking at the right moment. Mm-hmm. Early and absentee voting is underway or about to start in Arizona, Ohio, Iowa, Montana, and Indiana. They're already uh, starting early voting in Isn't some that states. Weird? That's amazing. That is early. It's just too soon. House Republican operatives pointed to a surge in fundraising over the final week of September, including a text message that raised seven times what they usually uh, bring in. Chris Wilson, the Republican pollster, said GOP enthusiasm is up 100,000 voters in Texas, and he's also seen positive growth in North Dakota, Montana, Nevada, and Arizona. There you go. Interestingly... I have seen, I keep seeing more and more Ted Cruz signage. Yeah, me too. I am. On lawns. You know, maybe people were just waiting until October or when it got closer to the election. Or maybe they're finally waking up and realizing, geez, we're, we got to fight for this. Uh, we don't want to lose Ted Cruz in the Senate. That would be a catastrophe. Triple eight nine Also, some campaign ads starting to pop up. <laughs> Based on what we've just gone through. Oh, no. One of the best is uh, Sheldon Whitehouse is running for office, and his Republican uh, opponent is running an interesting ad, which includes (laughs) his questioning of Kavanaugh during the hearing. Take a look at this. Have you, I don't know if it's buffed or boofed, how do you pronounce that? That refers to flatulence. We were 16. Okay. (laughs) We want to talk about flashlights okay. at age 16 on a yearbook page. I'm <laughs> um, game. With all the world watching, Senator Whitehouse asks about flatulence. What an embarrassment for Rhode Island. Let's elect a problem solver, not a gas bag. I'm Bob Flanders, and I approve this message. <laughs> I love that. Wow. That, that's great. So maybe it will backfire. I, I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope so. Plus, Kavanaugh's being called a liar for, for saying that boofing was referring to flatulence instead of some sort of sexual act. And But I absolutely know it to be that from my experience in high school as well. That's It's not about sex. Uh, but they're, they're, trying to, uh, they're trying to call him a liar based on that and the fact that he never blacked out. So uh, the guy's securely on the u.s supreme court now will they try to impeach him now oh yeah that'd be interesting to see if there's an impeachment effort uh launched after the november midterms we'll see but that's a that's a pretty effective ad i would think very embarrassing for rhode island
Yep. And um, I, I tell you, it's November. <sighs> Just like you said when you were talking out there with Glenn uh, leading into their show, what's the next step? Yeah. These people, these protesters, those of that ilk, they don't accept reality. They don't accept election results. No. So if the Democrats don't make a clean sweep of the House and Senate, what awaits America after November 6th? Seriously. It's frightening to consider. I, I don't know the answer to it. And even after that, if the Democrats get power, what are they going to do to damage this country even further when they get the power? 888 with your thoughts. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93 to get in touch with us. Also, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, Lindsay, uh, this from Andy tweets out, Lindsey Graham could have easily added, now put that in your pipe and smoke it, at the end of that interview, and I would have been totally okay with it. Me too. Uh, put that in your pipe is our hashtag. Yeah, uh, that worked here. out nice. Yes. Uh, from Mike, doesn't matter what happens, they will never, ever nominate Trump for a Nobel Peace Prize. If they do... I'll eat Pat's underwear. How about that? Save Some, that tweet. Give me that. Yeah, save that. Save that. We'll be in touch, Mike. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Wait, he was nominated, right? Was he nominated? Mm. Hang on a second. Let's see. Yeah, there was talk of him being nominated. This but just I, says I Trump has to happened. be nominated. Oh, Mike, you have Oh, weaved, he may have already lost that bet. Needed a Because I do remember something about that. Uh-oh, Mike Hermanette. Here we oh, go. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was nominated. <laughs> he was nominated by uh, Norwegian lawmakers. So, Mike Hermanette, uh, we'll be in touch. Um, well, you we'll bring, have to have him out here and uh, do either, a whole yeah, show either, on that. Either bring a pair tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I'll mail it to Mike, and he can give us proof of himself. No, uh, I say Mike comes here, sits right there okay. in the orange couch, and uh, I take off my underwear, you know, discreetly behind the desk, hand it over to him, and he eats it. Uh, awkward. Awkward. Um, mm-hmm. but, and yet. But, Mike, if you're a man of your word. <laughs> Then we'll see you here in uh, Irving, Texas. Um, should we put a time limit on it? Yeah, let's say next Monday, a week from today. Yeah, you have you, a week. Gives you a whole week. Well, let's make it two weeks because then he could probably get cheaper airfare. Yeah. So how about by Thanksgiving? <laughs> by Thanksgiving. We're going to be so generous. We're giving you two months to sit on this couch and eat Pat's underwear because you've right. lost the bet that you made. Uh, interesting article from Axios about America the radicalized. Um, it's going to get worse. Virtually every major American institution is being radicalized or being reshaped by the radicalization of our public lives. You see this most vividly in politics where the White House and Congress are often the cause and effect of the radicalization. You now see it in the courts and the Supreme Court in particular, where a narrow party line vote made Brett Kavanaugh the next justice after a nasty personal political brawl. Um, Already... Lawyer Michael Avenatti is calling for a new Democratic litmus test, increasing the size of the court to 11 from the current nine. Um, But 
thanks to the Kavanaugh fight and the Merrick Garland shenanigans before it, there are three new fair game realities, the article claims. Number one, the parties feel free to delay nominations a year plus if necessary. Number two, your high school actions are fair game. Certainly have seen that. And number three, partisan line votes for the Supreme Court are fine. Uh, watch for court fights to surpass congressional races in terms of partisanship. Yeah, I think they will because they worship at the altar of abortion. And they can't have pro-life judges be, be appointed to the Supreme Court. Uh, but you see in the traditional media where the cable news networks are racking up record ratings around the sideshow of politics, reporters who previously kept their personal views private suddenly pick sides on Twitter. Since the president's election, reporters on both sides of the political aisle and for markets big and small have shown less restraint on social media. Just this past week, a Minnesota journalist was fired from a local NBC station for wearing a Make America Great Again hat while covering a Trump rally. Longtime Palm Springs anchor was forced to resign after defending Kavanaugh from sexual assault allegations. Jeez. The New York Times conceded it made a mistake when the news story about a Kavanaugh bar fight at Yale was co-bylined by a writer who had tweeted her disapproval of the nomination. Since Trump was elected, uh, nearly a dozen reporters have either been fired or lost their jobs for incendiary social media posts, mostly uh, over the politically charged subjects. See this on all social media, especially Facebook, where the algorithm pumps endless partisan emotional garbage into our faces every single day. And then they jump over to Twitter and do the same thing. New study of hyperpartisan publishers from social media analytics company NewsWhip finds that the top Facebook pages for mainstream political content were Fox News and Occupy Democrats. By a considerable distance, both publishers have driven nearly 100 million engagements on their Facebook uh, content. Um, you know, th- then they, they go on to point out that tragedy has been radicalized. TV shows, just the entertainment shows. Roseanne, um, Murphy Brown. I think they brought that back just because Trump is president so that they can continue to hammer him. Uh, the award shows. Jeez, Robert De Niro has been out of his mind. Actually came out and said F Trump at the Tony Awards. Uh, when you eat out in public, you are in danger of being screamed at, surrounded, threatened, badgered, belittled, followed. Did you see the story over the weekend of, the, uh, of Brian Kilmeade from Fox News? A pair of activists comedians followed him around um, and started yelling hostile questions at him on Friday. First of all, they came up to him as he was walking down uh, a New York sidewalk. Uh, They came up to him and and pretended to just be fans and took a selfie with him. And then, uh, then they started with their questioning of him. Jason Selvig and Davram Stifler, who are known as the Good Liars, then trailed Kilmeade into a New York City subway and encouraged fellow passengers to jeer at him in what was kind of 
a potentially dangerous situation for him. I mean, they're they're egging people on all around him. It's New York, by the way, so there's there's going to be the vast majority of people they're talking to are going to be progressives. And um, suddenly, Selvig asked Kilmeade if he was accused of sexually harassing Gretchen Carlson. Got worse after that. He uh, followed Kilmeade through Midtown, repeatedly calling after him and noting that his backpack was on crooked. He eventually followed him onto the subway uh, where Stifler was waiting for them. I don't know how. They must have planned this out. They must have watched him. Wow. And figured out his routine. And then this other comedian is waiting for him to join the fun. Oh, no. I mean, this is unbelievable. So they get onto the crowded subway car on Saturday morning. And then this uh, left-wing a-hole screams, Hey, everybody, this is Brian Kilmeade. He says lots of weird, kind of racist-y stuff on the news a lot. This is the closest personal advisor to Donald Trump, Brian Kilmeade. Yeah, I did. I don't. I don't think so. But he said this is the closest personal advisor to Donald Trump, the Fox New, Fox and Friends host, Brian Kilmeade. If you have anything you want uh, Donald Trump to say or do, tell this guy because he's the only person in America that Donald Trump listens to. Wow. Which is interesting because <clears throat> Kilmeade is the one person really on uh, Fox and Friends, who will sometimes be critical of the president. Mm -hmm. But uh, as they're yelling this to everybody, everybody else starts to join in. Oh, boy. One guy yells, yeah, he's a career criminal. He's a traitor. He should go to hell. Then Selvig asked uh, Kilmeade, Brian, did you get that? And somebody else yelled, stop grabbing uh, the P word. Um, that Donald Trump referred to in that uh, in that video back in 2006. Kilmeade continued to ignore ignore everything and everyone, but you know here he is trapped in the subway right. with two people trying to fire up the whole crowd against him. What are they going to do if it turns ugly and people start attacking him? You going to be held uh, accountable for that? Are you willing to uh, be the cause of him getting hurt or worse? You know, and what if this is Rachel Maddow and two conservatives are yelling about it? About how, what, what despicable people, what a despicable, despicable person she is, and they fire up a whole subway crowd over it. They followed him off of the subway to a Jumba Juice uh, where one of them offered Kilmeade $10 to tell Trump to resign on Fox News, on Fox and Friends. Uh, he just kept ignoring it, doing the right thing. And fortunately, nobody did get hurt, but he certainly could have been. Man, we are animals. Absolute animals. This is... It's unacceptable. This It's just absolutely reprehensible. And... It's again, it's getting worse. And this is so this is the kind of stuff. This is exactly what Maxine Waters told people to do. Right? They're just following yeah. her orders. That's right. They're following her playbook. They're doing exactly what she wanted them to do. Get in their face wherever they are. The subway, 
or the restaurant at a department store. Go to their homes. <laughs> this is really becoming a dangerous, dangerous situation. Would have been I, I don't know. I didn't see Fox and Friends this morning. It'd be interesting to uh, hear what, it, what, if anything, he had to say about that. Uh, 888-900-3393 and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. We've got um, uh, CNN's uh, Dana Bash was telling Susan Collins that she chose Kavanaugh, his word, over Christine Ford's. And here's uh, how that conversation went. But do you have any concerns at all about Brett Kavanaugh's temperament? Well, I put myself in his shoes. He is coming forth and answering an allegation that includes that he was involved in gang raping and and doping Mm. girls. I mean, that is so devastating. And I think he reacted with anger and anguish as a father of two young girls, a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old. Thank you. Uh, You don't usually hear anything reasonable coming out of Susan Collins either, but (laughs) there was was one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, She was further asked about uh, Kavanaugh's temperament, and she talked about putting herself in his shoes. You made a decision that he said is more valid than what she said. In this country, we have a presumption of innocence. Thank you. And as a matter of fairness, what I decided to use as a standard was the question of, is it more likely than not that Brett Kavanaugh assaulted Christine Ford? And there was no corroborating evidence that he did so. Each of the people that Professor Ford said was present that night have testified under oath both to the committee through the uh, declarations that they submitted and to the FBI now uh, that this that they have no memory of this happening. Susan Collins capable of rational reasonable thought. Huh. How about that? And she's right of course. So you were supposed to ignore all of that and still vote against him, I guess, in the eyes of the media and the Democrats all over the country. Meanwhile, uh, Bash also had Senator Hirono on the show, and she's been one of the worst so far. And she was asked if uh, attacking GOP senators in the Capitol building and elsewhere is going a little too far. It is one thing to protest at the Supreme Court, to do it at the Capitol. That's mm-hmm. been done for, for generations yes. and, frankly, since the founding of this yes. country. It's another thing to run senators out of restaurants, go to their homes. Is that going too far? I think that it just means that there are a lot of people who are very, very much uh, um, motivated by what is going on. Oh, is because that all what, it means? what happened with uh, Judge Kavanaugh is from the very beginning, mm. this was not a fair process. Yeah, but is it going uh, too what far? What the Republicans did was to telegraph after Dr. Ford's mm-hmm. account came forward. What they telegraphed was one, uh, Dr. Ford, we don't oh, want to hear from you. Two, if we have to hear from you, we're going to rig the hearing so Should that. Should the going there's after no. people at restaurants stop? Well, this Thank is you. what happens. You know, the. the, the because when you look Should at white stop. supremacists and, and all of that, this is what's coming forth in our country. There's a tremendous divisiveness 
in our country, but right. uh, uh, this so, is the kind of uh, activism that occurs, and people make their own decisions. If they violate the law, then they have to uh, account for that. So the answer is, no, it's not going too far. She, she's uh, too much of a coward to admit it, but that's what she's saying. She won't denounce going after people in their own homes or in restaurants. That's okay. I mean, that is asking for trouble. You're begging for trouble. 888-900-3393. Say you just got a, a threatening letter from a bank you've never heard of. And they say that they're foreclosing on your home because you haven't made any payments on the loan you took out. Well, you didn't make any loan. But some identity thief was thoughtful enough to do that for you. <laughs> now you're stuck with the payments and you didn't even know this was any kind of possibility. Welcome to your worst nightmare. It's a story that's repeating itself over and over and over again in uh, the United States. It's called home title fraud, and the FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Home titles and mortgages are all stored online right now where thieves, both foreign and domestic, can find them really easily. They can take care of all this in about 15 minutes. They locate your title. They switch it over to your state's quit title deed. They forge your signature And now they take it to another bank and take out a home equity line of credit against you. They could even sell your home out from underneath you. There's no bank. There's no identity theft program. There's no insurance that protects you against this. So do what I did. Sign up right now for Home Title Lock. For just pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title and mortgage. The instant they detect any kind of tampering, they they get on there to shut it down. You can find out if you're already a victim of title fraud. Get your $100 search free with the sign-up uh, at HomeTitleLock.com. It's HomeTitleLock.com. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. 888-933-93. That's nice to note that uh, amid the confirmation of Supreme Court Justice now, Brett Kavanaugh, uh, some of the senators and their wives and their families are being threatened. Cory Gardner's wife uh, just received some disturbing text messages, including a video of a of a beheading. The senator told Fox News about the harassment targeting his wife, Jamie, on Sunday, which he said occurred after he voted for uh, Kavanaugh, stating that his family members' names and addresses were posted publicly. This has got to stop. Amid the Kavanaugh furor and threats to members, Cory Gardner, uh, Senator Gardner told Fox, that his wife received a text message with a video attachment showing a gruesome beheading. It, so, is she being threatened with having her head cut off now? Is that what it is? This is so unhinged. So despicable. I mean, I know we banned birth control, but... Um, They're all out. Did you try the corner market? Of course. Grocery store? Sold out. Drug store? Come on. 
So everyone sold out of condoms. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Huh. How did this happen? Well, Cory Gardner banned birth control. Obviously. And now it's all on us guys. Yep. And you can't find a condom anywhere. Not anywhere. And the pill was just the start. The Pell Grants my little brother was counting on for college. Took those two. Cory cut them. Cut them. Climate change that everyone knows is weirding our weather. Weirding our weather. Cory flat out denies it. Flat out. Cory denies science. Come on. Sweet pea, he denies science. Cory Gardner has to be stopped. You know, could have been any number of those things right there in that ad and why his wife got that evil text message. Right. It may not have had any. It may just been coincidence. It might have. During the Kavanaugh Because we've known how heinous he is for several years now uh, Uh because of that commercial. Sweet pea. Uh, 888-900-3393. How do you feel good about this? Sending something like that. To the wife of a U.S. senator. To anybody. Anyone. To anyone. So hopefully the Secret Service is on this. I would hope these people need to be punished. This is just completely unacceptable. We are just lapsing into mob rule here, which would be democracy. Of course, that's what democracy looks like. And they're showing us on a regular basis. Like every day. I, I love this uh, tweet from Stephen King, who's one of the biggest dummies on the planet. Yep. He uh, tweeted out, on the unfair way Merrill Garland was treated, Susan Collins was silent. Wait, I'm, I'm, wait who was treated? You know, Merrill Garland. Who the hell's Merrill Garland? I don't know. I, I don't know because the he's not talking about the Supreme Court justice nominee. That was Merrick Garland. So I don't know who Merrill is. Yeah, what, I feel like uh, there's... And a, maybe that's why Susan was silent, because she doesn't know who Merrill Garland like, is. And is it her place to talk about some guy named Merrill Garland <laughs> no, and his treatment? I don't think it is. I mean... I don't think it is. That's uh, that's curious. Yeah, spell check not in operation uh, over the weekend for those on the left that were angry uh-huh. about the way the vote on Kavanaugh went. you got Stephen King there, and there were others. Stephen King. And by the way, he's got the nerve to call other people stupid. When he doesn't even know the, the name of the former nominee. Uh, remember these remarks, though? I, I don't want to sound like an ad, a public service ad on TV, but the fact is that if you can read, you can walk into a job later on. If mm-hmm. you don't, then you got the Army, Iraq, I don't know, something like that. Oh, it's, wow. It's not as, as bright, so that's my little commercial for that. No, that's great. That's my little commercial. So right disparaging there. our troops there, too. What yeah. a winner. What a winner. Yeah. Hmm. And yet people keep buying his books. Hmm. Uh, 888-933-93. The Women's March tweeted out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What we did today. One, flooded the Capitol. Check. Yeah. Two, disrupted the Senate vote. Check. And three, stormed the Supreme Court. Check. Rest, resist, repeat. Oh, yeah. Another spell check error there over the weekend. Or either that or just civics error. Yeah, capital, yeah. like a capital city, not the capital building, which would be C-A-P-I-T-O-L. Uh, don't worry about that, though. These people are such idiots. <laughs> in every way. And so in every many. conceivable way. Oh, man. Uh, 888-900-3393. Still have... Uh, a lot to tell you about. There's so much to get to today. It's hard to know where to go. Yeah, by the way, update on the uh, underwear bet that Mike Hermanette made. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, yes. How are we doing so, on that? Did, so, 
yeah, didn't so, respond. Yeah, he said that he would eat your underwear if Donald Trump was ever no- nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, which mm-hmm. um, which he's already been. Nominated. He's been nominated, Mike, mm-hmm. uh, as you all know. And so he has updated this. He says, "Happy to be a man of my word." But I am not sitting on that couch, (laughs) as I told him he had to. He says, Jeffy sits there, and I have no idea what has or has not gone on there. Oh, that's a good point. That's a very fair point, Mike. So then we'll have you sit right over here in the end uh, at the desk with us. It'll be fun. It'd be a lot easier to hand you my underwear, too, from here. That's true. So that'll be That's true. Come hungry, Mike. Yep. Mm -hmm. 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat, and you're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. If you like what you're hearing on this show, then you should also check out the Glenn Beck program. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Matt Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. We have a new Supreme Court justice named Brett Kavanaugh. And, of course, the left is in complete and total meltdown over it. Uh, Ned Ryan tweeted out, Dear Republicans, here's your campaign ad for the next 30 days. Please show the world how crazy the left is and remind them they should never be in power again. Here's just a look at some of what they did over the weekend. Look at that, clawing at the door. Wow. Brainbird! That's Brainbird! Yeah, good. You can read then? That's interesting. So pathetic, man. I love the clawing at the door. Like what you're gonna you're gonna scratch your way in <laughs> to that probably eight inch thick door. Maybe twelve, maybe a foot. Uh, thick, and you know what happens once you get in there, like magically, all the court cases that you don't like get, go the way you want they, them they, to. They, they they flip. It's interesting. What would you have done? What would they have done? Ransack the place because that's all they can there. do. They're animals, and that's all they're going to do. I mean, they're weeping. They're cr- they're crying. They're hysterically smashing at the door. Ah, this is just uh, and over over what a guy. Who thirty six years ago you think did something at a party to to this girl? Um, and there's nobody who says, "Yeah, I was there. I saw it." There's no one to corroborate. There is no evidence that he ever did it. And yet, still, the hysteria over this continues. And that was just a means wow. to an end. In other words, that story, Doctor Ford's story, was the way to keep 
a supposed conservative mm. off the court. That's all that was. They don't yeah, care they don't. about her or oh, if her story not, is true or not. Not the least. They care about disrupting the system. They, they, they care about um, uh, putting, um, uh, clogging up the, the gears of government yeah. and doing what is constitutionally permitted by the president, and that is to nominate who he wants, and then the Senate gets to uh, mm. advise and consent. And, and it's all about abortion. Absolutely. That's all this is. Frustrating and frightening. Um, but they'll stop at nothing uh, to get their way. It's been fascinating to watch uh, how they're dividing. You know, we're, here we are in the midst of what everybody acknowledges is a pretty divided time in our country. And yet, what do they keep doing? They keep driving that wedge uh, through every group they possibly can. Now... This uh, left-wing activist group, Acronym, has launched an ad campaign to try to divide the youth from their parents and grandparents. The uh, Anybody who is over, I don't know, 50 years old is uh, horrible and racist and stupid. And here, Take a look at this ad that they did to, uh, to get through to millennials. Dear young people, don't vote. Don't vote. Everything's fine the way it is. Trump, that was us. He's our guy. Tax cuts for the rich? (laughs) Hell yeah. You can't keep track of which lives matter. Sure you don't like it. So, you'll like some meme on Instagram. If the weather is nice, maybe you could go to one of those little marches. You might even share this video on Facebook. But you won't vote. You young people never do. But I do. I do. I do. Midterms, primaries. Every single election. We'll be there, but you won't. Because we're a generation of doers. Not whiners. And we're doing great. That's that's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. Now Now you're demonizing the elderly. Now you're demonizing what our our parents and grandparents that's what you're doing you're pitting them against the youth and you're making them out to be racists and idiots they think everything's great they're because they're all about trump yeah and then at the end it said it said f that or f trump or something like that gosh oh boy wow is there any they won't stop at anything yeah are there any um segments of society that have not been sufficiently divided yet I don't think so. so. We've got we've got young the, and old. The, okay, young and old, rich and poor, conservative, liberal, liberal, black and white, mm-hmm. young and old. What's left? Men and women. We got that covered. Uh, so that's yeah. six. That's six categories. Can we think of anything else we <clears throat> haven't sufficiently driven a wedge in between? What is left? If there is one, um, they will do it. They'll find it. They, they're uh-huh. going to leave no stone unturned in this effort. They are driving us toward. Uh, another civil war. That seems to be the goal here: is to divide us to the point where, uh, where war breaks out amongst ourselves, and that's the only way you're going to bring this country down is from within. There's not going to be an invasion that takes us down. There's going to be a divide from within. If America goes down, that's what will bring it down. And wow, that that ad is a fantastic example of that. Yeah, and then what? Then what? You get your civil war. You get everybody mm-hmm. uh, literally at each other's throats. Then maybe what? maybe you can overhaul the whole system. Maybe you've brought down oh. 
the entire capitalist system. All you got to do is knock on that door until it comes down at the Supreme Court. Yeah. And you fix everything the way you want it. That's what it'll be. Man, oh man. Uh, 888-900-3393. By the way, speaking of the protests over the weekend, here is something that's gone almost completely ignored and unnoticed. Uh, it's from it's from the Vice uh, News Bureau in D.C., the chief there, Shauna Thomas, talking on ABC, ABC's program this week. Uh, and <laughs> see if you pick out here. Okay. Uh, what the problem is. And she just kind of throws it out there. Check this out. And we also saw people who were organized. And that moment with Jeff Flake on the Hill, we talked to one woman who works for Ultraviolet who was paid. She helped steer people in the right ways Wait, to be able to to confront senators. So there were paid... There were people who were paid by organizations like <laughs> Ultraviolet to, oh, to try what? to harness that energy in a way that would make the viral moments that harness. we ended up seeing. Huh, that's fascinating. Fascinating. Wait, these are paid protesters? Mm -hmm. What is this, North Korea now? Uh, Venezuela? Iran? You've you've paid the protesters to go out and stir people up. Well, we know they've been doing that. We've seen ads over the years pop up on places like Craigslist and, um, I don't know, other places i don't know we've seen these but for it to be acknowledged for like it to that? finally be acknowledged Jeez. is fascinating thank you that seems like a big deal that to me. is a big deal in america you're having to pay protesters to go out and stir up other people and it's not you're almost inciting a riot at that point that is the physical manifestation of like a russian troll these mm-hmm. troll farms that do this online on social media. These are participants out there in flesh and blood doing this. And these are the people that are always talking about grassroots as a grassroots movement. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> really? Huh. Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't realize the uh, grassroots was... Uh, I didn't know that was a paid position. How about that? Yep. Oh, geez. We just, we just had a total eclipse yeah, it got dark of in our shot. Yeah, uh, what's happening? Whoa, massive, what's happening now? Some massive body of something mm-hmm. uh, crossed the path and just shut everything down. By huh. the way, um, Mike Hermanet, um, I don't know if you heard earlier, um, he's a listener mm. to the program, Jeffy. Uh, Mike Hermanet says that uh, uh, he's got to pay off a bet um, uh, with Pat. He's got to eat Pat's underwear, but he's refusing to sit on that couch. Um, yeah, because I said we got to bring him in here and have him sit right there and eat it, and uh, he, he won't do that because yeah. he doesn't know where you've been and you've sat all over that couch, right? That. So, Mike, Mike. That. Mm. That will do what? Can we turn on uh, Jeffy's microphone? Still not on yet. No. Maybe, maybe when you, we could do that. Maybe when you came in and you started pulling all these cords and stuff, maybe you disconnected something. I don't know. Is it possible? Uh, why would it be possible okay. when I had to move it? Hmm. Instead of where it's supposed to be. So I don't know, my man. Oh, my, my bad. I was just trying to help you out a little bit. Were you? Know? you? Yeah. Let's see. Eclipse. Yeah. I guy didn't do Eclipse. Guy won't Pat sit where I eclipsed. sit. Guy won't All sit I did was I read sit. a tweet. Yeah, that's funny. I haven't yeah. done anything. It is, right? Hey, happy that Monday. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, happy uh, uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. So you had just about as bad a uh, oh, football weekend as, as I did. Just ugly. Yeah. Well... I don't know if anyone because Missouri lost weekend. to South Carolina, and you absolutely chalked that up to a oh, win. I sure did. 
they yeah. they were so disappointing. Yeah, and they lost it at the end of the game. Field goal it was mm-hmm. just pathetic. After a after a storm delay or whatever, they right? were up big, oh. and then they had a rain delay. It was rain, a big surprise in South Carolina. It never <clears throat> rains, so I'm sure that you know they weren't ready for the rain. They had. The mm. cl- scoreboard wasn't working. The clocks weren't working. Wow. The headsets weren't working. They had a leak in the stadium. I mean, it was agonizing. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It was the drainage pipe broke, so it's going through Spurrier's name on one of the sides of the stadium. And they had, I mean, it was just ridiculous. And then they lost. It was just heartbreaking. And your yeah. team, was I know, even heartbreaking. Worse than heartbreaking. Tell you that it was. Wow. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a soul crushing. It sure was. Loss. It sure was because they looked. Completely outmatched. They sure did. By Utah State. I, How do you beat sixth ranked Wisconsin one week? One of the powers in the Big Ten. And they played physical, they played uh, with emotion, and then they play like, man, I don't really want to be here against I mean, Utah State. If, At home. If I'm a kid Bad. At, in Utah, mm-hmm. I want to play for Utah State. They look good. Yeah, they did look good. They looked exciting. Mm-hmm. They looked young. The coach was looked on fire. The coach, even in going into halftime, when he talked, when they asked him, you know, they usually coaches are like, oh yeah, well they put on a good fight in the first. He took it all. He, no, that was our fault. It wasn't BYU scoring or playing better. That was our fault. We screwed up. They shouldn't have scored. I mean, it was shouldn't have. Scored. Yeah, we, that, their scoring was on us, not them. It wasn't mm, because geez. they were playing good. I mean, he was, he was, <laughs> it was amazing. That's bad. It that pisses sure me is. off. I, I. I I know, but that that's just the mindset he had of the whole mm-hmm. game. I mean, I, I I don't know what to say about that game, man. I was heartbroken. It was terrible. It was a it was a Travis Shemalka. <laughs> it it sure really was. was. I mean, I know you, you. I know you don't look at your phone, but I text you at halftime saying, "Walk mm-hmm. away. I'll watch the end of it for you." <laughs> don't don't watch the rest of this. It was ugly. Uh, I forget what the what was the final score. I don't even. Know. Oh, it's forty five twenty. Forty-five twenty. Oh yeah, because they Utah they finally State. knocked your boy out. Brought yeah. you brought the young one in. Yeah, they did. And you know, I, although it was late in the game, and you know, the mm-hmm. some of the you know second or third stringers were playing. Uh, he looked good. He looked well, like they I, were a little exciting. I can't put that loss on uh, on Tanner Mangum. He he looked okay during the game. He was completing some passes. He was mm-hmm. he looked a little more like uh, like his old self. Um, he was what was he uh, twenty-seven of forty-two for. 270 yards or and something. They did let him try to stretch it out a couple of times, yeah. uh, which is good. But uh-huh. the, some of the play calling was... Um, play calling sucks. Yeah, play calling's not good. Uh, so it's... It, the, but the defense was the problem on Ooh, on Friday that, night. That's what killed Missouri, too. Defense was the problem. Oh, man. I mean, we, our offense scores fast, and then the other team goes, oh, we got plenty of time. Yeah. Oh, it was score, win. All right, you are here <laughs> to, uh, to discuss a, a critical problem, I understand. And then the... Well, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. the critical problem of the coach from the Dallas Cowboys. No. Everybody wants his head. Is that critical problem? Or are no, we do they? About, is oh, that, man. Is that after the new battle night? cry yeah. after the Cowboys lost? After their loss last night? Yeah. He's got to mm. go. Wow. He's got to go because he like, punted in the overtime. You know, it was like fourth and one. They were, you know, inside the like 48, 49 yard line somewhere in there. And he oh, punts. Man. That lost the game for him. Jeez. I mean, Houston drove down. Houston looked good, but, you know, they they didn't. That in the overtime they looked good, mm-hmm. but the rest of the game was. Yeah. And it was nineteen sixteen. Yeah, in the end, yeah, they kicked Texans over the Cowboys. End. Yeah, they kicked a field yeah. goal at the end. It was mm-hmm. it was exciting to watch, but kind of sad for the Cowboys. Also, we should mention more on trivia. Uh, the, right thank again, you. thank you. Right and darn near again, and darn near uh, the game. 
I mean, we uh-huh. usually we came don't predict the, the outcome of the game, but it came down to the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, four and one. Not bad. Right. That's a pretty good season so far. Yeah. I mean, so you're going to want to have your ears clean by the time Moron Trivia rolls around on Friday to hear this week's game. Yeah. Tell you that. And the way to do that is with uh, <clears throat> usewaxrx.com. WaxRx system is the method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the system they use in their offices. But uh, it's cheaper than that doctor's visit. The doctor-developed WaxRx system uses special wax softening drops to break down the earwax inside the ear. Specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver that perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush wax away. And finally, the pH condition formula rinses and soothes your ears, making for the ultimate, most complete earwax removal system available and making it so you can hear every answer on more on trivia come Friday afternoon, 1 p.m. Go to usewaxrx.com. Carolina, Washington. Go to usewaxrx.com or your reusable ear wash systems today. Use the offer code radio. They ship it to your house for free. Usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Welcome. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, it's Columbus Day, by the way. Except whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Columbus Day is, of course, no longer a holiday in Columbus, Ohio. I'm sorry? <laughs> yeah. Columbus City Government uh, is open. Federal holiday that celebrates the city's na- namesake. Not celebrated. In Columbus, Ohio. Wait, they're not celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day <laughs> I instead? Think, uh, I don't know. They issued a brief three-sentence news release uh, stating <clears throat> that they'll be open on Monday. Instead, they're going to close for Veterans Day. So they don't. They just don't observe anything today, I guess. You might want to, if, if it's a problem to celebrate Columbus, maybe you change the name of the city then, okay? Yeah. It's the largest city in America named after Christopher Columbus. And there's quite a few cities named after him. Um, but that's that's the biggest of them. And they're not even going to celebrate Columbus Day. Okay. That's amazing. Well, I mean, a genocidal maniac. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. What are you going to do? He didn't even really discover America. Right. He discovered him. <laughs> <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Rob in North Carolina. Hey, Rob, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey, hey, guys, how are y'all doing? All right. Mm-hmm. I called in. I called in. Your call screener let me in um, just to make a comment on the audio clip that you guys are playing from the Vice News correspondent. Yeah. She's on ABC this week. Uh, my, my, I'm probably just arguing a semantic point, but when I listen to the clip. It sounds like to me that she is admitting that there are people that work within the ultraviolet organization that are being paid to steer protesters towards viral moments like the one we witnessed in the elevator with Jeff Flake. Didn't really sound to me like she was saying, oh, yeah, the people that are uh, on the elevator with Jeff Flake are being paid to protest. 
that there are people in the organization mm-hmm. that are being paid to organize the protest. Hang on a second. Let's let's, let's look at that again. Let's let's check that out. Go back to the the vice clip if we can, and uh, yeah. and let's let's watch that and and see if we can. Because I I know somebody brings it up. They're like, so they're paid to do this. Check this out. And we also saw people who were organized. And that moment with Jeff Flake on the Hill, we talked to one woman who works for Ultraviolet who was paid. She helped steer people in the right ways to be able to to confront senators. So there were paid. There were people who were paid by organizations like mm, Ultraviolet yeah. to to try to harness okay. that energy in a way that would make the viral moments that we ended up sure. seeing. Now, that could be both. But she yeah. is clearly saying... That ultraviolet pays people to get in there and protest and and ramp things and up, steer the crowd. Yeah, so she wasn't just talking about I work for ultraviolet and I did this. They're actually paying these these people to go out and protest. I, it could be both, Rob, but it's absolutely the case that uh, the protesters are being paid to protest. And we've seen plenty of examples Appreciate in the past the of of ads posted yeah saying we'll pay you yeah we're looking for effectively show up here at this time mm-hmm. we're looking for douchebags mm-hmm. uh to go out and scream obscenities and fire people up and maybe even create a riot yeah so uh if you'd like to make you know 15 bucks an hour doing that come on come on out how much money have you made showing up because oh, ad- show up because they ad- ask for you know douchebags douche you know <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I understood where you were going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a long way to the well, but I thought it was kind of worth yeah. it, too, so I went with it. All right, Alan in Georgia. Hi, you're on The Blaze. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. You just Are you really concerned? Are you just make it Well, I, I just have a, a very simple question for you, and um, mm-hmm. I don't want to take up a lot of your time. When uh, President Obama um, selected a Supreme Court nominee, mm-hmm. Um, it took uh, like 300 days, and mm-hmm. it got nowhere. Now, President Trump has selected a nominee and uh, seems to have gone through pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And I just wondered what your thoughts are on the difference between the two processes. And that's basically mm-hmm. my question. Right. Uh, the biggest difference is uh, it was a presidential election year. And so they didn't they didn't want to give the guy his nominee and then he's gone and now he's got a lifetime appointment. So the difference is if this was a presidential election year, I think it would be entirely appropriate to wait and see if he, either he's reelected or if somebody else is going to come in and let them do it. But that's the biggest difference to me is that it was a presidential election, not a midterm election. And it was a unique way to Thanks for the um, call, Alan. put 2016, November 2016, into focus. It, it really became mm-hmm. a referendum on which direction do you want the court to go. And, and here we are. America chose, so Another big difference, uh, Donald Trump is president of the United States. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the Democrats, while they'll complain about things like this, They've got no leg to stand on. No. They don't have a leg to stand on. They're always up to something. They're always trying to work the system. Yep. Always. always. Whether it's ways. the nuclear option or delaying things. Look at how many of of the uh, judicial nominees that they've kept uh, from the process uh, just because they can. And just because it's Donald Trump. I mean, it's hundreds of people. They're, they need to... Uh, even though Trump has done a great job of getting things done, especially with judicial nominees, um, they're doing everything they can to stop them 
So, I mean, this is just the game that's played. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry they don't like the process <laughs> when the majority is on the other side, but that's the way it goes. Deal. It's the way it goes. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. And Nancy Pelosi even talked to one of, they showed a clip I saw this weekend of her talking about, well, it's a tactic and how they do this tactic is they uh, mention it and then the press reports on it. So then you can go back and say, well, the press reported on this. So it's actually a news story. Um, yeah. President Obama pretty much honed that to perfection. Yeah, sure. Uh, did. That's that's the way it worked. Yeah. Uh, so you're well aware. Don't, it's not just uh, how the Republicans are doing it or the conservatives. Uh, that was a game plan from uh, your side. Yes. Exactly. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Here's an interesting uh, Columbus Day fact for you. Oh. Or genocidal nice. maniac day <laughs> there fact. You Thank you. I guess that's how we should there we go. be referring to it. Uh, there may have been a lunar eclipse that saved uh, Christopher Columbus. In uh-huh. February 1504... Columbus was stranded in Jamaica, abandoned by half his crew, denied food by the islanders. Uh, The heavens that he relied on for navigation, however, would guide him safely once again, knowing from his almanac that a lunar eclipse was coming. Columbus warned the (laughs) islanders that his god was upset with their refusal of food and that the moon would rise inflamed with wrath as an expression of divine displeasure. That's nice. good stuff. It sure is, man. On the appointed night that Columbus said it was going to happen, the eclipse darkened the moon and turned it red, and the terrified islanders offered provisions and begged him to ask his God for mercy. <laughs> On that day, Columbus was no longer hungry. <laughs> no kidding, That's man. That's awesome. That is All good. right, 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed. And uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeffy coming up. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Right, time to chew the fat now with Jeffy. Well, another company uh, starting to go down in flames. Mattress Firm closes hundreds of stores as it files bankruptcy. Really? Yeah. They're, uh, they're filing hmm. a Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, uh, closing hundreds of stores. You know, they have 3,500 stores across oh. the country. Wow. So it's going to close up to 700 of those, and including 200 in the next few days. Mm. I mean, you've been driving mine, it's long gone. Wow. I've always wanted to go in there and just take a nap and see if they'd kick me out. Yeah, they do. We intend to use the additional liquid <laughs> from uh, these actions to improve our product offering. Uh-huh. So a lot of these uh, mattress companies that, uh, you know, like, oh, I don't know, uh, there's some that advertise on this network probably help them well, putting that company right out of business. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of mattresses that you can get that uh, online that, uh, um, why go to mattress firm? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, 
doesn't make any sense. Uh, congratulations to uh, the top two movies. Did you see uh, Venom or Star is Born this weekend? Did not. Too depressing uh, football weekend. Decided not to go out and venture into the public. If mm-hmm. I had only known. But, uh, right. I know. <laughs> I was 04 this weekend. I like, uh, you know, Venom did 80 million and A Star is Born did 42 million. But, uh, which, you know, I kind of like to pretty, see A Star is Born. That's pretty good box office, yeah. right? Yeah, it is. But uh, my surprising one is down here, still at uh, number seven this week, The Nun. Uh, the Nun cost $22 million to make, right? Got the big got the big push, remember, because YouTube mm-hmm. edit made a, one of their promos go away because it was too scary for kids. Yeah. Uh, it's made $113 million. Jeez. I mean, that's I pretty, what's that about? It's amazing. It's a horror story. Oh, okay. It's about part, a nun? It's part of the yeah, it's the nun. It's part. It's a it's a second in uh, um, one of the one of the, one of the steer, the Conjuring. Yeah, that's like the second one from the Conjuring. Hmm. And uh, but one hundred thirteen million. That's not bad for uh, spending twenty two mil. Right. Uh, that's a that's a good investment. Yeah, I think anyone would uh, would take that investment easily. Um, actress, and I didn't know singer, but apparently singer uh, Asia Argento. Uh, and I, I like to see uh, them starting to eat their own again and yeah, more. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be replaced on her job as X Factor Italy. And you know, she's the big star on X Factor Italy. <laughs> really? Uh, they, uh, they, she's, you know, due to those sexual misconduct allegations. Uh, we don't need you on the show anymore. Wow. Have a nice day. Wow. She's, uh, she is, woof. I've been the victim of sexual misconduct in this incident. And, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> what? How is the she claiming fa- to be a victim? The in allegations that? are false, and she was actually the victim of sexual misconduct. She admitted <laughs> she had sex with him. What do you mean the allegations are false? So uh, there's we'll photos I mean, of it. Well, not of the actual act, but them right, in bed uh, afterwards. Right. Well, they were Amazing. just together. I mean, it wasn't naked. In bed. Insinuating, Pat. The, they just, were naked in bed together, and that doesn't uh, mean anything happened. Right? Maybe a telltale Sicko. sign of there we go. something going on. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I would say the odds of something going on are pretty, pretty high. high. Yeah. Yeah, pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, remember the husband who claimed that uh, the cold medicine made him stab his wife 123 times? Oh, yeah. yeah. What's up uh, with that? Guilty. Oh boy! Uh, he oh. pleads. He pled guilty uh, to the charges. He pled not guilty originally, but they said, um, "You know what? Uh, unless you plead guilty, we're going to probably give you the death penalty." Okay, I plead guilty. Wow! So what, uh, just to stay alive. Does he have a sentencing yet? Life sentence wow. without the possibility of parole. I mean, it's. I mean, mm. Do you remember the? I mean, the nine one one call that he played, and I, oh. I didn't want to play it again. It was agonizing. yeah, it was, yeah, it was heartbreaking. But uh, it was heartbreaking. But he said that he had taken uh, the. Uh, Coracetin cough and cold medicine because he was having trouble sleeping and couldn't remember what happened that night. Oh, really? Okay. Well, never mind that whole marital problems that went through that they brought mm. up in court and the wife uh, planning on ending the marriage. <clears throat> and then uh, the blood test also revealed that the levels of cough medicine uh, chemicals in Phelps' blood on the night of the murder, it really wasn't high enough to cause any hallucinations, mm. anything at all. So, uh, I mean, can it? Cause hallucinations? I guess. I mean, I guess you could make... I mean, he obviously mm. thought enough about it to try to make that argument. Yeah. But um, I guess there's probably been people who have... I mean, they tell you not to drive and everything on that stuff. I mean, who listens I to that? But Yeah, nobody. <laughs> right. Nobody. Yeah. Right. I mean, you don't act. do not do heavy machinery. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, places to I'm be. I'm fine. I got a... Right. I got a cough. Let's I've, go. There are so many occasions when I'm forced into... Operating heavy machinery, right? I 
I can't stop doing that just because I took cold medication. Like a backhoe loader? <laughs> yeah. Type, uh, yeah. Or a combine. Oh, you know. <laughs> I'll be taking a combine out in the back 40 from, from time to time. And, uh, I do what gets me in trouble so. is pulling the till. If I yeah. pull the till, yeah. you know, a, a yeah, yeah. Oh, it's man. dangerous, but it is. we all do it. <laughs> right? We all do it. I know. <laughs> One of the coolest things I saw, and also kind of the strangest, but it's really cool that I saw this weekend that happened is the uh, hologram concert of Roy Orbison. Oh, Did wow. you see? It was didn't, really no. cool looking. It was a live orchestra at the Wiltern uh, in Los Angeles last week. We talked about that coming. I didn't realize it happened. Well, it's been, this they've been they've been doing it in Europe. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, the the crooner appeared to rise magically from the stage. He's wearing his signature gray suit, black stage. Now, there's one shot that they have here that has you show the beginning of the concert. Uh, of the beginning of him coming up because it was a 65 minute show which features him. This is the beginning of him coming up up as the hologram. Oh, cool. Really cool. That is cool. I, I don't know. And if you're watching Blaze TV, I know there's no audio. It's just it's just a, a video of Roy as the hologram rising up from the stage because they've got a full orchestra playing behind him. Like he's coming and, from underneath. Uh, That's awesome. Right. And then it goes on, and it was a big show. And and, it, and then at the end of the show, he he comes up. Right. It's, right. I know it's Roy. <laughs> but at the end of the show, as he turns. Goodbye. Yeah, he goes. That's, God. That's, That's pretty cool. cool. Kind of like yeah, the Olympic uh, firefly things, you know, at the last Olympics. Yeah, That's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, the guy um, is, that that runs it and owns it, uh, the L.A.-based base hologram, uh, Brian Becker, you might remember him, the former chief executive of Clear Channel Entertainment. Mm. Uh, he's mm-hmm. uh, in charge of that, running that company now. He's planning on, uh, yeah, by next year, we'll probably be 25 35 maybe $40 million. Uh, they're already doing that. I'm worth okay with Roy Orbison and people, you know, are all they've Hollywood's all wound up because they're afraid that they're gonna, you know, the big dead actors that are now being used, uh, you know, bringing them back from death. We had the, mm-hmm. you know, right. That's worth Carrie a lot Fisher. of money. Gary Fisher. Yeah. We had uh, we had uh, the uh, the dancer. He was in Fred Astaire was in uh, the Dirt Devil vacuum yeah, cleaner. Yeah, that was one of the first ones they and did. The, right? And the oh. right and you know the uh, they said it was okay. His uh, widow, who was in charge of the estate, approved the Dirt Devil deal. But the daughter was, I'm saddened. Is my father's wonderful career, and he was sold to the devil. Uh-huh, I see what <laughs> you did there. Right, it's pretty dirt, funny. Mm-hmm. But get, one of the things that I, I find uh, amazing, and of course, though, this is going to be absolutely the case. Um, the growth of holographic dead celebrities in concerts could also increase the appraised value of their image or likeness when they die, which could mean more taxes for the estate. There we go. There you go. That's exactly <laughs> right. So they're, the I mean, they're money. right. It's hard to control that from the grave, but uh, good luck. Their families are going crazy. But the next concert, I'm looking forward to. Now, Pat, maybe you and I could go. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, Roy, you see Roy a couple hundred bucks. But the bass hologram is going to launch a tour of the late opera singer Maria Callas uh, later this year. Oh, no. I've been uh, waiting for this tour man, for a while. Right? Time. I appreciate and it, and it's Callas. It might be Callas, C-A-L-L-A-S. You know, I can't remember mm-hmm. how she pronounced it. I, I was I'm al- such a fan. I was almost <laughs> missed that you didn't invite me. You invited Pat, and then you told me no, who it was. Pat, I mean, Big fan. I know, you're, mm-hmm. I know you're not into opera. No, not at all. You know, there's nothing I'd want to see more than a hologram opera singer. But, right? For right. sure. I yeah. wouldn't want to see. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of cool. and That's more to come of that, uh, for sure, with some, with some acts that might be well worth it. Right, yeah. I mean, it'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And those, I think about all the really. That is a lot of money for Hollywood. The movies and the television series and shows. If they just show up, uh, that's a lot of money. Man. Hey, Pat, what would a holographic uh, Michael Jackson concert sound like in theory? 
I don't know. I've never been really? to one. Really? Yeah, that's what you're so doing? I, I don't know. Why would you, why would he know that? We've never even yeah. I've never there was even, never even mentioned the Michael Jackson family. Didn't even wasn't even I don't mentioned. Know you, no I idea. Like you either. What that would be As like. A of fact. So <laughs> you know, what? I never saw him alive. How would I? Audience, I tried. How would I know? I tried to get a Jacko impersonation out of Pat on the Fly, and apparently I failed miserably. Uh huh. Wow. Apparently. I mean, so I don't know. I don't know what, what you're trying to get to. Was hanging there? Is that? This is a real thing. I mean, are we good now? Or I, I told there, you I haven't been to one. I is don't there know another artist you want to bring up? Um, what would a I I mean, like a like a Marvin Gaye's been dead? Hey Pat, yeah. What I, would a Marvin? I Gaye? don't know. I never went to a Mar- Marvin Gaye concert either. I huh. don't really know what that would sound like. So, okay. <laughs> what would it be like to see? Uh, you know what? We're just going to keep going. Yeah. Move along. <laughs> move, move along. Another, another favorite story I have, and I know it's I know it's the the Royals, and you know we don't really care about the Royals, but I, I'm I'm kind of enjoying the fight of uh, Meghan Markle's uh, family because mm-hmm. the half sister and the dad are all pissed at her because she wants nothing to do with them. Oh. And the sister shows up at the castle this weekend, being pushed because she has multiple sclerosis, so she's in a wheelchair. And then the man is, you know, places a letter to the palace guard. She wants to get in and see her sister. Uh-oh. She shows up to Kensington Palace. Um, yet, yeah, no. She <laughs> uh, didn't get in? Uh, no, you're not getting in. Uh, they live in Nottingham Cottage, you know, that's still on the compound of the palace. But no, uh, no, we're not letting her in. Wow. Okay, right no, her sister couldn't get Half-sister, in. Half-sister, yeah. Oh. No, we're not. Have a nice day. I don't want to see you. <laughs> you leave your letter at the gate. Uh, go ahead, but you're not getting in here. Now they've been, you know, they've had a big problem because the daughter uh, is the father is the of both of them, but they're not the same mother. So she was never. She was already gone when these two when these came around. You know, Megan. They were already gone, so she doesn't even really. She's always said, "I don't even know them." No. You know, they're just the father and the half sister has been capitalizing on her joining the royals anyway mm-hmm. all this time, and she even has admitted, uh, you know, the sisters. Well, yeah, I've uh, you know I've been cashing out on that. Why wouldn't you? That's a that's the American way. That's what that's what you do. Why she she should pay tribute to your own father. Um, well, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, but they've been douches to her all along, and mm-hmm. I just love the idea that they you just think you show up at the gate. Yeah, let me in. No, you leave. Oh uh, yeah, your half sister's here. No, <laughs> wow. send them away. Yeah, get out of here. That's good stuff. I mean, <laughs> I just I, I love it. I love it. I wanted to just keep the fight going. Mm-hmm. Well, um, apparently, they are. Yes, they absolutely are. All right. Good news though for those of you that are concerned uh, about social media guidelines. Um, the University of Colorado has. Uh, Put out some media guidelines, including uh, not using gendered emojis. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado State University uh, social media team released uh, an article outlining ten ways to make your social media channels more inclusive. Wow, I would uh, not even look at this. Thank you for being here. Jeff. Use inclusive <laughs> pronouns: they, them, theirs, students, Rams, everyone. The Rams are the Colorado State Rams. Yeah. Okay. Um, use the yellow emojis when addressing a diverse audience. No. Um, avoid gendered emojis when possible. Instead, use one of the variations of the yellow smiley faces or object emojis. No. Wow. Enjoy, now, the caption for this post uh, reads, enjoy the sun, rams, hashtag Colorado State, um, sun setting. The guy that wrote this uh, article from Live Science, I love him. 
his his point is uh, rams are male bighorn sheep. They often settle arguments with fights that include ramming their heads into others. I'm certain there are individuals on campus for whom the ram is a representation of toxic masculinity and the patriarchy, the heteronormativity. Calling someone a ram could be perceived as an act of violence. That's great. Nice. He goes on to say, using only yellow emojis is basically a slap in the face of representation. A lack of emoji diversity could have a severe and negative impact on the mental state of minority students. (laughs) He goes on, winner, winner, chicken dinner is a vile (laughs) caption that not only excludes vegans and vegetarians from the student body, but one which reminds them of the violence their animal brothers and sisters have to endure on a daily basis. Additionally, using the word winner implies there is a loser and therefore a lesser than terminology that is less othering would be preferred. Maybe, maybe Colorado State should rethink their 10 points. That's great. I mean, that's really good. It's good stuff. Yes, it is. And uh, Nice to throw it back in their face y- yes, from time to time because oh it's so gosh. asinine. It's just so ridiculous. Yes, it was very nice. To, I mean, it's it's we've got people now going against these universities because we have, the, I mean, how far are we going to go? We've already gone a long way. Mm-hmm. And again, in the beginning, just like everything else, we as conservatives, Republicans, whatever, all said, well, it's okay. It's just, I know, we shouldn't, they're, they're handicapped. I got it. It's okay. They're not just, mm-hmm. they're not just handicapped. And then now it's way down the road. We opened the door, shouldn't have opened the door at all. And that's where we're at. So I don't know if we're even with the fight back, it's going to help. And uh, kind of sad news, actually. Um, this, uh, Report issued by the U.N. Intergovernmental Planet Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC. Right. (sighs) Governments around the world must take rapid, far-reaching, and unprecedented changes in all aspects of society. Or what happens? To avoid disastrous levels of global warming. Yeah, let it happen. Oh, man. I know. Let it happen. Disastrous levels? Uh, the report makes it clear that climate change is already happening. Oh, okay. And well, what good. comes next could be even worse unless urgent international poli- political action is and taken. More urgent. So, it's more urgent. I mean, yeah. It's more urgent. I mean, one urgent. of the key messages urgent. that comes up very strongly from this report is that we're already seeing the consequences of urgent. the one degree urgent. Celsius of global warming. Emergency. So there's it's one degree so Celsius. We don't urgent. know what that is. Emergency. I thought we already passed that like doomsday date, like you know, no turning yeah, back. Yeah, what about the five hundred days that happened? That's like, like new five thousand days ago. Global sea levels would rise ten centimeters lower by twenty one hundred. Wait, would go lower? The likelihood Wait, that's good, right? I thought they wanted it to go lower. If they if we if we work it out. Oh, oh if we work, work it out. out. Okay. Yeah. With what the, the likelihood of accord or well, of course is this a new accord that we have of course. to come no, to? No, this is the part of the this is the Paris Honda climate. Accord. Right. This, oh. this is this report is because of the 2015 <laughs> Paris Climate Agreement. I see. All right, and All right. Uh, and uh, the global temperature is well below two degrees Wait Celsius. A the, but I'm what? sorry. I'm sorry if you already said this. Did you give a timetable on? You said 2030. This We're is doomed. fascinating. Because I've got two headlines when I Google News search this. I know that's wrong, right? One says we have 12 years, 2030, right? And the other one says new UN climate report says global crisis could occur as soon as 2040. So which is it? Do we have 12 mm. years or 22 years? Either way, I don't care. Either way, we're screwed. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Right? 
because uh, <laughs> unfortunately right now the Trump administration has become a rogue outlier in this <laughs> short-sighted attempt to prop up the dirty fossil fuel yeah. industries of the past. Thank you. you. Mean the last the administration is sense. in direct conflict with American businesses, states, citizens, and, and leading the transformation. Wow. So, I mean, direct conflict with American businesses, states, cities, citizens, leading the transformation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not that many people, really. <laughs> I mean, not in the United States. Right. But, listen... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good that we, in this report, we we did get a quote from former U.S. Vice President Al Gore. Today, the world's leading scientific experts collectively reinforced what Mother Nature has made clear. We need to undergo an urgent and rapid transformation. Urgent, urgent, urgent <laughs> emergency. To a global clean energy economy. Well, be, and especially since, <laughs> you know... Uh, Two kilometers or so down in right. most places, there in are these places. incredibly hot incredible. rocks because the interior of the earth is extremely <laughs> hot, several million degrees. Several million degrees. <laughs> I it's love extremely so hot, several million degrees. And there's nothing we can do about that. No. I mean, that's going to kill us alone. So right. none of this is going to work. 888 900 More Pat Gray Unleashed and Chewing the Fat Come on. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. And Jeffy, finishing up chewing the fat. And we got a couple more stories. One of my one of the things that you can count on coming to uh, coming to a search near you. Uh, because right now the uh, it's only at the uh, when the Customs and Excise Act of 2018 went into effect last week. Uh, travelers who refuse to hand over their phone or laptop passwords to customs officials can now be slapped with a $5,000 fine. Uh, They can carry out digital strip searches. They can stop anyone at the border and demand to see their electronic devices. Uh, The law did not specify that people had to also provide a password, but now the updated law makes it clear uh, you have to provide access. Uh, Whether the password, pin code, fingerprint, but officials would need to have a reasonable suspicion of wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, it is a file-by-file search on your phone. We're not going into the cloud. We'll examine your phone while it's in flight mode if you want. That's fine. But if people refuse to comply, they could be fined up to $5,000, and their device would be seized for forensic searching after that. I mean, so that I mean that's at the border, mm. and you could say, okay, good, you know, that's great, no problem, but uh, that's coming to you soon. You can guarantee that. Yep. You can get because the you know the, the police will pull you over, and they're going to want to search your phone, and you're going to have to let them, or they'll just take you to jail. I mean, it's mm. do you have to give them? Okay, or do you just have to open it for them? See what I mean? Like, don't look at my look at me. You know? Well, no, I don't think you have to tell them the password, but it's got to be open so mm-hmm. that they can search. Yeah. yeah. But they're not going to go into the cloud, Keith. Don't be dumb. Police state. <clears throat> Excuse me. Something <laughs> in my throat. And uh, stuff that happens uh, from time to time uh, around the country is uh, fascinating to me. And one of the things that happened, you know, it happened in Florida a lot. It happens down south. And this from St. Martin's Parish uh, this, uh, this weekend. Uh, you never know what's going to show up on your doorstep. 
just the other day, the St. Martin's Parish Sheriff's Office patrol deputy uh, was called to the residence of the Padras. And uh, this afternoon, uh, the folks came home and, uh, oh my gosh, you look on the Blaze television, this giant gator <laughs> is laying in front of their door. Hello there. Uh, just watch where you step. How would you like to see? <laughs> I think we need to go back. We'll just go for another drive. Yeah. Back <laughs> in the car, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants ice cream? <laughs> and the deputy sheriff came and got, you know, shoved him out of the way, went and got him out of there. But uh, I think I would call someone else. I would not just let the sheriff. If I was a deputy, I'd say, no, thanks. Uh, maybe you get somebody else in here. That'd be great. Uh, don't forget that uh, we've got uh, my daily podcast, Chewing the Fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, started last week and we're up and running uh, Monday through Friday. And of course, uh, the new Talking Walking Dead uh, is up, season nine, episode one last night. It was really good. Was it? Uh, it was really good. Yeah, uh, the ending of you know the last oh, season of the, Rick Guy, Rick Walking Grimes. Dead. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So it's, it's back real, on already. It's back on. Yeah, season nine. Seems like that happened pretty fast. Real, thank God. Yeah. Fear couldn't end soon enough. Yeah. Uh, but it was really good, and of course, these are the last episodes of Rick Grimes. Right? It was just sad. Uh, he's going away, yeah. and uh, you know, I think uh, Maggie's going away. She's minor. I mean, she's a big role on the show, but. She's trying to get uh, minor parts during the season because she's filming another <laughs> show. She's on another deal. She's in another show. Oh, and do you so, know which one? Uh, it's an ABC, I think, detective show or something. Huh. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Hmm. But, uh, you know, it's just... It's coming apart at the seams now. It seems like it. I so mean, at yeah. this point in the it's show... Different, it's a, it, it's a, just a different process now, especially if Rick, you know, once Rick goes. Yeah, once he goes, that's going to be. I, know, I got a question. It's be so hard. I got a yeah. question. At, at this point in the show, uh, Walking Dead, um, what percentage of the people on Earth are zombies and what percentage are just humans? Help me out. Two and a half percent are humans. That's it. Ninety-seven and a half percent are walkers. I hate everything walkers. you stand for. Those are the exact numbers oh, that they figured out. Okay. Wow, yeah, that's pretty I know, precise. I know. Yeah, now they haven't said so. that on the show. That's just my. Oh, okay. You just figured it out. Yeah, I figured your it out. Well, oh, that's not that's accurate. If it's yes, Jeffy so Mass, we're depending there's, there's on eighteen zombies. You happy with that? <laughs> Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat, and I want to tell you about another podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about the news stories that we think are important every day and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Where Cheeto Addict tweets, is it ultraviolet or ultraviolent? Oh yeah. At this point, does it matter? Uh Piltdown Squad tweets. Attacking people in buildings, the left has perfected unwanted advances. Uh Libertarian Ninja. Coruscant, cold and cough, called Triple C, can give you hallucinations if you drink enough or too much. Surprised Jeffy didn't know this. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he usually knows about, uh, you know, things that will space you out. He does generally know that. <laughs> and uh, TJ Toppin, would Pat know what a hologram 
Al Gore concert would be like. Yeah, what would that be like? Well, based on this... Hey, I um, went down to Miami and saw mm-hmm. fish from the ocean swimming in the streets wow. on a sunny day. On a the same thing day. was true in Honolulu. Based on that, <clears throat> I think it might sound something like this. <clears throat> Someone told me long ago... Our SUVs have got to go. I know. Climate change is killing us. Greenland's melting, as I've said. Pretty soon we'll all be dead. It's true. And there is consensus. I want to know, have you ever seen the fish? I want to know, have you ever seen the fish? Swim down your streets on a sunny day. As I've said right here before, the sun is cold. CO2 is hot. I know. It drives up our temperatures. <laughs> A carbon tax is what we need. Exxon Mobil just needs to bleed. Are you? A climate denier, I wonder. <laughs> yes. I want to know, have you ever seen the fish? I want to know, have you ever seen the fish? Swim down your street on a sunny day. I want to know, have you ever seen the fish? fish I want to know have you ever seen the fish swim down your street on a sunny day of course the answer is yes you have if you live in Miami or Honolulu uh, or just about anywhere else uh, but I think that's kind of what a uh, yeah, an what Al Gore hologram, hologram concert might sound like. Probably so. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and of course at Pat Unleashed as we uh, just mentioned. Uh, all right, so we found out. Also, speaking of uh, climate change, we found out from Jeffy a few minutes ago that the planet only has until twenty thirty to stem this catastrophic climate change, uh-huh. uh, or we all die. Okay, uh, governments around the world must take rapid, far-reaching, and unprecedented changes in all aspects of society to avoid disastrous levels of global warming. A new stark report from the Global Scientific Authority on Climate Change, the IPCC, has uh, warned. The uh, planet will reach the crucial threshold of 1.5 degrees Celsius, which, of course, nobody knows what that is. 
what is that, half a degree? Is it a million degrees? I don't know. There's no way to tell. There's no way. Although somebody says here that's 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit. No. Uh, above pre-industrial levels by as early as 2030, precipitating the risk of, risk of extreme drought, wildfires, floods, food shortages for hundreds of millions of people. The date, which falls well within the lifetime of many people alive today, is based on current levels of greenhouse gas emissions. The planet is already two-thirds of the way there. It's already two-thirds well, then we're of done. the way there. It's over. There's no turning back now. Global temperatures have warmed about one degree healthiest. Avoiding going even higher will require significant action in the next few years. You think the temperature has never risen one degree in 100 years before? We know it's happened many times. It's happened over and over and over again. It's also going to cool after this. Yeah, it used to be warm enough to grow barley up in Greenland, right? Right! Now it's not. Yeah, they have evidence that there were palm trees in the Arctic Circle at one point. Whoa, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. I want to see a picture of that. Do they have cameras Uh, back then? No. No. The report makes it clear that climate change is already happening, and what comes next could be even worse, unless urgent international political action is taken. Uh, One of the key messages that comes out very strongly from this report is that we're already seeing the consequences of global warming uh, through more extreme weather, rising sea levels, diminishing Arctic sea ice, among other changes. They keep going. I mean, they cherry pick certain uh, facts and make it sound like they're right on every point, which it's almost the opposite of that. It's almost the exact opposite. So I Googled that. I'd never heard that awesome fact. Palm trees in the Arctic? Mm -hmm. Listen to this. Scientists have found something about the North Pole that could send a shiver down Santa's spine. (laughs) It used to be downright balmy. In fact, 55 Mm -hmm. million years ago, the Arctic, that was, is that before or after the Industrial Revolution? That was after after the Industrial Revolution. All right. The Arctic was once a lot like Miami with an average temperature of 74 degrees, alligator ancestors, and palm trees. Uh Oh, Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. This source... CBS News. Oh, man. You can't trust a right-wing source like that. It's right-wing. They've got an agenda for the right, so (laughs) my bad. See? I mean... You'll post this, uh, as you know. You'll tweet this out at at Pat Unleashed momentarily. So you didn't believe me until you looked it up, did you? It's not that I didn't didn't believe me. Trust but verify. I wanted to see it for myself. Okay. All right. Wow. But I'm glad you did, because, yeah, it's it's a fact. There were palm trees Mm. in... In the Arctic Circle. That's awesome. Hello. <laughs> so that's, that's much more severe than we have today. And 55 million years ago, I'm pretty sure there were no SUVs. There was no ExxonMobil. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> were there a lot of coal fire plants, though? Cold, I, I don't think there were that many coal plants either. 55 million years ago? That yeah. could go either way. I don't know. The record's yeah, a little I, bit sketchy uh, <laughs> that far back. But uh, it's close, for sure. So it's ridiculous. I, I, and yet they 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 continue to get more hysterical as time goes by. They're not shrill enough, so they've got to they got to <laughs> yell even louder and and try to scare you even more. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Susan in Rhode Island, you're on the blaze. Hi, hi guys. Hey. Happy Columbus Day to you both. You too. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier, you played the ad um, done by Bob Flanders against. Oh. Our great Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, right? which we call him something else up here, but it can't be repeated on the radio. 
Uh, <laughs> but we do have some good news from Rhode Island. Okay. And I think the Democrats have gone way over the cliff on this. Yesterday we had our Columbus Day Parade, which is rather big here in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And uh, Senator Whitehouse was booed, and rather strongly, throughout the entire parade. Was he really? By Rhode Islanders. Wow. Nice. So, you know, hmm. if Rhode Islanders are starting to see there's a problem... I don't think Republicans in purple states or red states that thought that maybe they were on the cliff themselves, mm-hmm. I don't think they have anything to worry about. What, part, what part of Rhode Island? Is that in Providence? Where is that? Uh, they had the parade in Providence. Okay. Oh, yes. Wow. The parade is in Providence. It's and a big one. And, oh, he was booed. That's, that's never happened to a Democrat here in a parade in recent history. Wow. It just doesn't happen. Everybody's Democrat. Yeah. We, say, we send four Democrats to the House and the Senate every year. They're the same four, I call them four monkeys, excuse me, but they are. Um, and they're there for life if they want to stay there for life. It's almost like a judgeship. Yeah. So, but what's interesting about White House is he had a lot of, he was really rich in what he was doing to Kavanaugh. His son, a few years back, not that long ago, was arrested for underage drinking at a party at then-Governor Lincoln Chafee's mansion oh, wow. with Governor Lincoln Chafee's son. Oh, jeez. So, you know, fix the problems in your own house yeah. before you throw false accusations at others. <laughs> That's exactly right. Thanks a lot, Susan. Appreciate it. Wow. Now, was, was Chafee uh, measuring people's drinks in liters, I hope? <laughs> I hope he was using the metric system. Yeah. That's a guy whose main platform when he was running for president was... Here's a uh, bold embrace of internationalism. Yeah, okay. Let's hear it. Let's join the rest of the world and go metric. Whoa. Uh, Whoa, how about that? We're going to go metric. I don't know. That was his big deal. Remember that? I don't know what's worse. The fact that that was like he was serious, that that was a big part of his campaign, or the fact that he let off with... A bold internationalism. Yeah, here's a bold embrace of internationalism. Here's a bold embrace of internationalism. Oh, I don't want that. Let's join the rest of the world and go metric. No, let's not. I happen to live in Canada. Uh-huh. And, and they completed the process. And they're, we want to... Believe me, it's easy. We want to be like Canada. We it really, doesn't take long before uh-huh. 34 degrees is hot. I mean, listen how stupid that is. These are his uber supporters the uh-huh. core of his support uh, for his like, presidential campaign are there at this what? event to to make it sound like yeah chafee for president 2016 not one person claps and they're just like they're, wait wait is, is he this serious is this, hold on is this, is this a joke is this real, is this real? <laughs> it's in my uncandid camera is this where we clap i don't am i laughing or am i clapping right i don't know it's so great yeah the reaction is great <laughs> they don't know what to do wait is is that a joke is he about where's the punchline here? What's happening? I'm going to listen to that all the way. Here's a bold embrace of bold embrace of internationalism. Okay, let's join the rest of the world and go mm-hmm. metric. No, let's let's not. I happen to live in Canada, mm. and they completed the process. Yeah, believe me, it's easy. Okay, it doesn't take long before 34 uh, degrees is hot. Yeah, yeah. why do we want that? Uh, Only Myanmar. Liberia Myanmar. and the United States aren't metric, and, and it will help our economy. In what way? In this new American century, it's very important to have mm-hmm. a ready and strong military. Okay. Uh, the eagle on our great seal mm-hmm. holds both arrows and an olive branch. And what is that? Let's lead responsibly <laughs> with a commitment to our unwavering defense uh-huh. and our peaceful purposes. 
That was a non sequitur. Yeah, isn't that if weird? I've ever heard what does that one? have to do with the metric system? It'll be better for. <laughs> our, just, I thought he was going to say what what it would do for the military. Yeah, like if we go metric, uh, you know why then you'll measure the what the tank yeah w- accepts in the gasoline. It'll be in metric in, instead of. I, I don't know. I don't know where he's going with that. He's up there. He's just like, <laughs> I don't know what he he's thinks trying it, to get to. He, he thinks it's the most logical, coherent uh, start to a campaign ever. And nobody claps. Nobody, nobody else cheers. in the world did. <laughs> and you throw Canada in there and everybody's even more confused. Now I like, want to go and listen to the he, entire speech. Does he want us to be like Canada? Is that what he's saying? That can't be right. <laughs> Boy, opportunity Great. lost in 2016. Lincoln Chafee. Yeah, we just discarded we him. We missed out on sure did. so much fun. Sure did. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Losing weight and keeping it off can be a real struggle. Almost as tough as learning the metric system, which we said no to, you know, forty years ago. So uh why would we say yes now? Um but there's help on the way. You just have to order it. It's called Riduzone. R I D U Z O N E. Go to Riduzone.com because if you just eat reasonably exercise a little bit riduzone is going to help you lose weight and more importantly help you keep those pounds off riduzone is a safe natural fda acknowledged dietary supplement they've taken the good stuff out of olive oil it's oea and that's been shown to boost metabolism and help to reduce your appetite so if you're at the age now where nothing seems to work you, you just seem like you're on that roller coaster ride all the time order riduzone at riduzone.com. When you enter the promo code PAT, you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. It's a great deal. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT, and they'll give you 30% off. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and a pat unleashed. Uh, Larry in Oklahoma, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey Pat, how's it going? Good. Hey, um, I've heard you and Glenn and Stu ask the question, "What do we do to save our republic and get back to the Constitution?" I think the answer is uh, when the uh, command level officers in the military decide to follow their oath to protect the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and follow what happened in Egypt. Remember the Muslim Brotherhood took over? Well, they were voted in by a good percentage of the Mm. Egyptian people, and then when they threw out their Constitution and started going down a road that was pretty disastrous, the military moved in. They went to to Cairo. They arrested the members of the Muslim Brotherhood that were in power, had trials, convicted them, established new elections. The people voted, put in the representatives, and the military turned it all back over to the people. They reestablished the Constitution. And when that happens in America, then we'll be safe. And we won't have to have a full-fledged civil war, neighbor against neighbor, blood in the streets. It'll be organized. It'll only be bad for the bad people. 
Um, I think those military members take their oath very, very seriously. Unlike a lot of the politicians take the same oath. I roll my eyes when I see them go through this wearing in process because I know they don't mean it. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate the call uh, and your thoughts. Uh, thanks, Larry. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, we've got some uh, interesting videos that we haven't gotten to yet uh, today that I want to share with you. Um, this is a strange one to start with. Yeah. So people From, over the weekend were celebrating the Kavanaugh confirmation. Yeah. And they were drinking everywhere, taking pictures of themselves, cracking open, and uh, drinking on TV. Yeah. A, a little uh, Laura Ingram binge <laughs> with her guest, um, and so they're drinking Bud Light. Dilly dilly. And uh, here's here's what ensued. We'll, we'll take a selfie. Oh. Here, you take that one. It's open. This. It hurts and my I'll hand. take a quick selfie. You ready? All right, ready? Okay. Okay. Right. Smile. Do we have it? Wait, yeah. oh, no. the angle. Go to the edge. Wait, wait, the angle. Go to the edge. Oh, oh. The ACLU used to care about the rights of the cute. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> Definite bit. Yeah, they, they meant to do that. Keith was debating earlier because I hadn't seen that, and he, th- he thought maybe that was actual. Well, um, the first maybe time that I was saw real, it. and yeah. she was just heartless and didn't say anything about it. Like, that was my theory. Oh, you okay? Mm-hmm. No, that's watch this again. And it's Chan said, "Yeah, you know, pretty, she's pretty clear that." Yeah. yeah, watch, watch this one more time. Pushes. We'll, we'll take a selfie oh. here. You take that one. It's open. This. It hurts and my I'll hand. take a quick selfie. You ready? All right, ready. Okay, okay. Right. Smile. Do we have it? Wait, yeah. oh, no. the angle. Go to the edge. Wait, wait, the angle. Go to the edge. Oh, wow. The ACLU used to care about the oh, rights man. of the cute. That's just bad. What an actor. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, I uh, I think I'd leave the bits to somebody else uh, other than on the Laura Ingram show. It doesn't really work there, does it? Because you don't know her for that. She doesn't yeah. she didn't do that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's. I think that's pretty clear. Don't you... Don't you think? Yeah, I think he was Pretty trying to about. fall off. And now that I watch it again, I think she was saying, go to the edge. Like she's saying, no, you mm-hmm. have to like, you know what? I'll just do it myself. The end. It just was very awkward. He was just trying to, really he was just trying to work the angle so that he would fall out of his chair. Uh-huh. And uh, that's what happened. And hilarity obviously ensued. <laughs> <laughs> Except it didn't. He, he didn't fall, but he fell. <laughs> and then nobody really got it. And so uh, they just moved on. The ACLU. <laughs> That was that was the most awkward thing, not the falling off the stage. It was the yeah. transition. Yeah, which was that's what I'm saying. She yeah. didn't know how to do that kind She's of stuff. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we've got some uh, we've got some fabulous video from the insane clown posse. <laughs> okay, look, I thought you'd like this because we got you got the guy from uh, Limp Biscuit, right? Fred uh-huh. Durst or whatever he's singing, and then the guy from the insane clown posse. What's his shaggy, name? Shaggy Shaggy Z Dope or Shaggy Two Dope? Two Dope. Shaggy Two Dope That's my comes up on in. stage, and uh, and he tries to kick. He tries to drop kick uh, the limp biscuit. He's trying to hurt him. Watch this. Why is that? Oh no! Here we go. And security has to drag him off stage, kicking and screaming. That's weird. It was very weird. They, Let me see that one more time because that happens does really it keep fast. Playing, guys, or wow. <laughs> We not look at this. Watch this. He goes. He's resisting. All right. Is there? Maybe there's a thing between Shaggy Two Dope. I don't know. I looked it up. I couldn't figure it out. So all right, whatever. 
That looked like a half-hearted effort, too. I think that might have been a bit as well. I believe no, I believe that was a drunken effort or a high effort or something stoned okay. effort. That is really weird. That, so weird. that is some weird stuff. Uh, wow. 888-900-3393. Also, we've got some cool space news. Oh. Um, first of all, Voyager 2. We, uh, a few years ago, well, I, was, I think it was back in 2012, Voyager 1 passed the limits of the solar system, the first man-made object to ever leave the solar system. And so it was a pretty big deal. And now Voyager 2 is about to do the same. Voyager 2 is now 11 billion miles from Earth. That is awesome, man. 11 billion miles. That's incredible. And it's starting to uh, detect an increase in cosmic rays from outside the solar system. So that's an indication that the spacecraft, which has been traveling since, see, Voyager 1 was released, was it in 77? And so this was released maybe a year or two, three, four years later? I don't know. But it's starting to get outside the influence of the sun and sail into interstellar space. Um, Voyager 2 has been plowing through the outer reaches of the heliosphere. It's a vast protective bubble around the solar system shaped by the sun's magnetic field and populated by electrically charged particles blown away in the solar wind. And the outer edge of that is called the heliopause. And that's what it's about to go through. Hmm. In May 2000, yeah, it was May 2012, uh, the Voyager 1 spacecraft crossed through and became the first spacecraft to fly outside the solar system. Uh, three months before that historic milestone, Voyager 1 detected an increase in cosmic rays, just like what Voyager 2 is going through now. Since late August, Voyager 2's cosmic ray subsystem instrument had seen a 5% increase. Um, so what happens beyond the solar system? I, I, don't, I don't know what, if they, I don't know. That's cool, man. It's amazing that we can still get signals back from Voyager 2. 11 billion miles away. It's it's phenomenal. Uh, And, of course, we know from Star Trek that eventually Voyager comes back, and it's uh, really smart because it's been all through the universe, and it it compiled all kinds of knowledge, and then it comes back not remembering uh, who it is or what it's supposed to do, but it's got all this knowledge, and it almost destroyed its maker. You remember that from the very first Star Trek? <clears throat> no? <clears throat> you don't remember that? I don't remember. All right. No. Wow. That's a- But that's what happens. Yes, Voyager 1 was 1977. Okay. Voyager 2 was launched in 1977. Wait a minute. So, wow. Wait, okay, so Voyager, Voyager 1 was launched September 5th, 1977. Voyager What? <laughs> That's Voyager 2 was released before Voyager Ooh, 1? They did it backwards. Maybe there was a weather delay for one and it got pushed back. I mean, what What in the world? Oh, now I got to find out. August I got to find 20th, out. 1977. That can't be. Can that be? Hmm. I guess so. Oh, I'm finding out why. It's maximum, it's maximum speed, by the way, to get 11 billion miles away is 35,970 miles an hour. So you got to be traveling a long time to go 11 billion miles at that speed. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. We have an answer now on uh, why Voyager 2 was launched before Voyager 1. Yeah, this was uh, straight from NASA.gov. Uh, Voyager 2 launched on August 20th, 1977, about two weeks before the September 5th launch of Voyager 1. Why the reversal of order? The two were sent on different trajectories, and Voyager 1 was put on a path to reach its planetary targets, Jupiter and Saturn, ahead of Voyager 2. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, so that is cool. Yeah, let's see. Jupiter and Saturn have enabled further encounters with Uranus and Neptune. Neptune planets, I didn't, I stumbled into that one, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> it had encounters with Uranus. All right. <laughs> yeah, and an encounter with Uranus, yeah, yeah. is that what you're about to say? I'm yeah. 12, <clears throat> okay. is the problem. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we're finding out now that NASA is lying to us. There is a huge alien spacecraft that's been spotted Uh-oh. on the International Space Station uh, live feed. And so there's a big uh, there's a big controversy about it now. Uh, video footage shows a bizarre anomaly that was spotted during NASA's live live feed from space. It shows a strange gray object appearing to float above Earth. The article uh, appears to be shaped like an aircraft, and in moving south, those is there south in space? <laughs> Huh, that's weird. <laughs> no, I, think, I think they were looking down onto Earth. Do we have the video yeah. or something? Uh, what do we got? Uh, let's she let's filmed this or recorded this, okay, listen to this guy. from the space station listen. camera that looks downward at the Earth back in September of 2017. Mm-hmm. And this is what she saw. This is what caught her eye uh, from this camera. Don't know what this is. Never seen anything like it myself. If it's on the ground, which I'm assuming it is, it's extremely large. Let me pause it for a second. I do zoom in closer like I do with a lot of these videos, change the filters, um, try to look at different color aspects and lighting um, perspectives. And it does look like, to me, it's got 90-degree angles. It does look like it's some sort of a intelligently designed wow. object, whether it's some sort of a craft, that whether it's something on the what ground. Hmm. I have no idea, guys. It looks like it's in a very remote part of the Earth. Okay. But that's really cool, whatever it is. If it's on the ground, it's huge. Uh huh. It's probably a mile or two long. A mile or two long? Probably. He did qualify it. <laughs> it probably what a is mile that, or two long. Maybe three or four. Might be five, six miles long. I don't know. What if it's 100 meters? Then how long is it? I don't know. Could Easy. be an inch. Yeah. Could be a thousand miles. I don't know. Oh, that's pretty cool, though. I mean, yeah, that's maybe, interesting. Or maybe someone sneezed on the, you know, yes. video. And I it's just, know. it's usually what it is. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, some interesting. Space-based uh, stories that are coming out here. Also, there was a a rock that was used as a doorstep for decades at a Michigan farm. Um, it has now been identified as a meteorite, and that, that meteorite is valued at about a hundred thousand dollars. Boy, that's an expensive doorstop. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He just used it as a doorstop. It was nothing special. Central Michigan University said that the 22-and-a-half-pound space rock was recently identified by Department of Earth Atmospheric Sciences professor uh, after the owner 
brought it to her out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. The chunk of iron and nickel was later valued at $100,000 mm-hmm. after the Smithsonian verified it. The rock was initially used as a doorstop in the Edmore area for several decades Edmore. after a farmer recovered it sometime in the 1930s. And then it turned out to be Michigan's sixth largest meteorite ever found. And so uh, I guess they found 12 in the state. The new owner came into possession of the meteorite after the farm was sold in 1988. And then I guess just got curious eventually. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So um, took it to the Smithsonian. I feel like I've seen rocks like that in my life. No? I don't know. Man, yeah, I should have. What you've seen. I should have taken uh, it. I, I'm not in your head, thank heaven. And uh, so I don't know, Keith. Couldn't begin to guess. It's good. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Also, some uh, movies to look forward to that are being released this fall. Of course, last weekend, Venom came out, and that made... Was it eighty million? I think at the box office. Boy, it was. Uh, it was pretty uh, successful. Did really well. So did as Star is Born. That was forty million, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. brought in about half what Venom did, and obviously Venom's going to be a Star is Born. Um, but also coming out this Friday, finally, it's finally time. Uh, First Man will be released on uh, probably Thursday night. I and thought Friday. R- I thought RBG was getting moved up. From, I was getting no, excited. Dang it. No, I wish. Dang it! I wish. Mm, but okay, so it's... Uh, so it's First Man with first Ryan Gosling. Okay. Uh, about, you know, it's the Neil Armstrong story. So that should be really good. Um, also Friday, Bad Times at the El Royale. Uh, that's getting a lot of... It's getting a lot of publicity because it's it's running a huge ad schedule. Chris Hemsworth, John Hamm are in that, uh, Dakota Johnson. Then on, uh, well, still Beautiful Boy comes out this weekend, too. Timothy Chalamet. What's that about? I, I don't know this kid. And I, I think it's, uh, he's one of those new up-and-coming heartthrobs. Now I've got a John Lennon song in my head. I want to thank you for that. From what? Oh, Beautiful Boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, good You're golly. welcome. You did Oof. it. So I gave it back to you. On October 19th, the new Halloween uh, comes out. Now, this is the direct sequel from John Carpenter, apparently. That's that's what they're saying. So this is the one where Jamie Lee Curtis is back in this. You know, so this one should be pretty interesting. It's getting really good reviews. And so uh, this is that this comes is, out in a couple weeks. This is the worst time of year for me. Uh, policing what my kids watch on TV because I want them. I'm, I'm obviously a serial child abuser because I force mm. them to watch Falcons games. Mm-hmm. But see, when you, when you watch NFL games, you get commercials instead of red zone where you just let it all play. Right. But you get the commercials mm-hmm. and this time of year, it's the horror flick uh, trailers that they get subjected to mm-hmm. during the game. As if the games it's, you know, aren't scary enough for my kids to witness. Um, Are they Falcons fans? Have they been infected? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That was when we well, like when we hit the city limits mm-hmm. here. As a matter of fact, back in 2012, I just I alerted them. I said, I don't care who you root for. I don't care if you fall in love with Dallas-based teams here, but you will never, ever support the Dallas Cowboys or any of the other NFL teams of the Atlanta Falcons, or you will be out on your own. <laughs> and they took that to heart, and um, it's applied ever since. And so. they still live at your house, so it must have must have gone okay. Most of the time, I mean, sometimes uh, I kick them out. Uh, coming up on. Uh, November second, Bohemian Rhapsody. That's the Queen oh, story. Yes, I do that want I'm to looking see that forward badly, to. Yes.
been in the news a lot uh, for good and bad. Director Brian Singer was fired and replaced by Dexter Fletcher. But the movie amped up anticipation again with the first trailers in which uh, Rami Malek looks identical to Freddie Mercury. Yeah, he does look very similar. Uh, the casting was really good on that. So uh, that should be fun to see. Now, apparently, the surviving members of Queen were so were so vigilant about getting the story right about Freddie Mercury that took eight years to complete that. Whoa! Eight years. So do, they do, were really concerned about his image. And do we know if they're satisfied now? I think they. Yeah, I think they are. I think Brian May and uh, I think they're satisfied. Wow, cool. Uh, something called Suspiria. You ever heard of that coming out? Also on November 2nd, mm. as well as Boy Erased. Uh, that is a movie that stars Lucas Hedges, Nicole Kidman, Russell Crowe, and Joel Edgerton. It follows a teen sent by his conservative religious parents to a gay conversion therapy program. Oh, here we okay, go. Okay, so that's going to be fun. That's a good one. Yeah, oh, geez, we're going to hear... Um, all hell is going to break loose over that one, probably. <laughs> um, November 9th, The Girl in the Spider's Web. Uh, then Overlord comes out. I don't know anything about that. Widows. I don't know that movie either. Fantastic Beasts. Oh, really? The Crimes of Grindenwald. Are you guys into the my Harry Potter are, stuff? Yes, my kids and care, yes. Yeah, this this one looks pretty good. Looks like it's uh, a uh, sort of a worthy prequel to the, the Harry Potter series. Uh, November 21st, Green Book comes out. Oh, and then November 21st, Creed 2. Creed made, uh, Creed made a pretty good dent in the box office, and... Critics seemed to like it, did really well, and Sylvester Stallone actually got a supporting Best Supporting Actor nomination. Didn't win, but he did get a nomination, which is amazing. <laughs> so uh, he's back in the in the sequel with uh, Michael B. Jordan in Creed II. Uh, then Ralph Breaks the Internet. It's coming out on the 21st. November 23rd, The Favorite. I don't know what that uh, is about. Shoplifters. Uh, if Beale Street could talk, that sounds great. <laughs> Mary Queen of Scots in early December. Spider Man again. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. How many different iterations of Spider Man can there possibly be? Uh, four billion, apparently. My <laughs> gosh. And then something we saw the preview to uh, at the last movie, we oh, we went to uh, the clock inside the walls or the house and uh, oh, the yeah, clock was in good? the house. It was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. I, I think it's too scary for young kids, but uh, we liked it. But on December 19th, Mary Poppins returns. They're doing a sequel to Mary Poppins. That's only about 50 years too late, probably. It's like, okay, I think we moved past the Mary Poppins thing, but... You know, maybe that'll be maybe that'll be a surprise. Aquaman gets his own movie on the twenty first. Finally, haven't we been? Finally, I know you and I, and I can't speak for everyone else, but in private conversations, you and I are like, man, what is when some is movie? Aquaman coming right. out. I mean, come on. I mean, he's he's a superhero, right? Why yeah. why didn't he have his own movie? Why? Well, he does now. 
it finally happened. It's about time. I don't know which one I'm more thrilled though for that one or uh, RBG. I, I can't. I can't wait till uh, well, Christmas RBG, Day. RBG. I'm far more excited about RBG. And then of course we've got Bumblebee, the new Transformers movie coming out, and a spinoff of Transformers. Oh, that'll be good. Won't that be good? I mean, they all are. Uh, yes. And then we've got Cold War on the 21st of December. Uh, Alita Battle Angel, which I don't know anything about. And then, whoa, here whoa, it whoa, is. Whoa, 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 what do we got? Here it is. What? On the basis of sex, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie finally comes out on, yes, Christmas Day, where we're going to see the the chilling scene mm-hmm. that uh, we've shared with you before. The word woman does not appear even once not in even the U.S. Once. Constitution. Nor, Nor does the word freedom. freedom. Your Honor. Nor does the word freedom. Your Honor. (laughs) Except that it does. Your Honor. (laughs) But not until the very First Amendment. Yeah, it's... Your Honor. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, coming up here in a second. Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Shelley tweets, "Talk about all hell breaking loose. The actor playing Freddie Mercury better be gay. Yeah, you can't have no non-gay kidding. characters doing a gay role. That's wrong. Now, can gay characters do hetero roles? Of course. Yes. Of what, why course. didn't you even ask that? I just wanted to be sure everybody knew. Okay. That that's totally cool. Well, then just say totally it. Totally and completely ask. cool. But you can't do a trans role unless you're trans. You can't do a, a one-legged role unless you're one-legged. And you <laughs> can't do a gay role unless you're gay. So, of course, Freddie was bi, though, and claimed to have had sex with 14,000 people. <clears throat> surprising that's, anything happened there. I don't after know if that's all that. something to brag about. No, I mean, I mean, he liked it, I guess. Real quick, like He liked it. Uh, DMXDM uh, tweets, raising kids to hate America's team? Oh, that's against you, my friend. Oh, wait, I'm not ha- ra- 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 I have hate no the words. Cowboys. You should wear the cone of shame. No, I'm I'm raising them to love the, the worst Falcons. team ever. Yeah. The Falcons. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they, they don't have to hate the Cowboys. Yeah, they're not doing well this year. What is their deal? They got so much talent on that team. You got to think it's that's coaching. No, they've lost. They've lost um, several heartbreakers. Yeah, it mm-hmm. wasn't until yesterday that they got it kicked up and down the field by Pittsburgh. So really, I mean, they could be mm-hmm. four and one. They're one and four, mm-hmm. which hurts. Okay, uh, Millennial Falcon, can you get the signal from one hundred one one hundred nine nine? The Big Frog, eleven billion miles from the Earth. Well, sure, because it's beyond the bandwidth. So yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
So That's good. Yeah, I like that one. It is. Uh, regarding ancient global warming, uh, you forgot to mention how caveman discovered fire and catastrophically ended the last ice age on a global scale. From hashtag uh, caveman CO2. <laughs> hashtag caveman CO2. That's what caused the, the palm trees and stuff to grow mm-hmm. up in the Arctic because the mm-hmm. cavemen invented fire and then it all right. broke loose. That's that. right. Uh, from Britain Ledbetter. So you're telling me that we can communicate with space garbage 11 billion miles away, but I can't get a solid 4G signal 10 miles from, from a Verizon tower? Oh, Verizon tower? Yeah, one of the strangest things in life. Sprint? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you. That tweet could have said Sprint. Uh, Michael tweets, uh, didn't didn't old Jamie Lee Curtis already get killed uh, by Michael Myers once in a previous sequel? Oh, really? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. It was actually the original, <clears throat> I think it was the original Halloween that made me stop going to those. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see those anymore. Uh, you know, as appealing as it is to see a teenager get a harpoon through his skull uh, while he's making out with some chick in the, in the woods. Yeah. Uh, I just decided it wasn't for me after all. It was that so, it was like that scene specifically. Yeah, I think it was because probably you didn't want to be scene. turned off from kissing ever again. Uh-huh. Is that what it was? Kind of, yeah. Uh, do you think we'll have time today um to get to the uh the video of the, the painting? Yeah, I was just about to do that. Oh, cool. If yes. that's all right with you. What is? Okay. I did I, I didn't see that that was what was next. I just saw See it right the, there. It's right there. Right in front of your fat face. Man, this is Well, it's in front of my fat face. It's to the side of yours. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Banksy <laughs> Anybody who knows Banksy, he's this big artist, and I don't think anybody knows exactly who he is, right? He doesn't show up in public, and they don't really know what his actual name is. But uh, one of his one of his works of art was being sold at Sotheby's in London, and uh, the person who <laughs> bought the painting in 2006 um, apparently didn't know what the deal was with this thing. So somebody yesterday paid was it one million forty thousand so, dollars? So they for do the it. bidding and we have the video here. One point four million dollars. The guy does the gavel and then uh oh, what happens what to the happens. painting? This is pretty weird. Um, and so this is Bansky talking about a few years ago. He built this uh, secretly built a shredder into it. Booby trapped his own artwork, and nobody knew that. <laughs> In case it was ever put up for auction, he was actually going to. Okay. Destroy it. Go with balloon, ladies and gentlemen. Standing in the back of the room. And there it is. is. 100, 150, 200,000. I have already 200,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 150, 400,000. Yeah, yeah. One million. 600,000. Wow. Oh, no, no, no. What? Oh, no, no. It's going, going. Oh, my. It goes through the shredder as soon as he sold it. <laughs> now I like art all of a sudden. That's awesome. That's amazing. That was so cool. Really, really. So as soon as somebody bought it at auction, mm-hmm. he put it through the shredder that he secretly built into it. So he had to be in there, right? With a remote control or something in the crowd? You'd, you'd think so. You would think so. That's fascinating. Um, now, some people say it's now ruined. The guy paid a million dollars for something that d- kind of doesn't exist. On the other hand, others are saying it's worth probably double what the guy paid for it now. Art is stupid. <laughs> so Art weird. Art is stupid, man. It is stupid. That is dumb. So for a <sighs> shredded, and there was nothing to that thing in the first place. It was a, it was a little kid mm-hmm. uh, 
ha- had its arm up toward a balloon. Oh, girl, girl in the red balloon. That's and, what it's called. And it, I mean, anybody, my kids could draw right. better it than that. It consists of a, a black outline drawing of a girl yeah. holding a balloon, and oh, mm-hmm. the balloon's red. That's I mean, beautiful. Look at that. Okay, so just wonderful art. Holding Pass. up a like a heart shaped balloon, and then. So why would you pay a million dollars for that? Why would you pay fifty dollars for that? Maybe somebody can help me with that. I just I'm not artsy like that. I don't <sighs> understand it. I want a velvet Elvis instead, please. <laughs> or maybe the dog's playing poker. I mean, there's that. more. There's more to those than, right? than that thing. And you know what? What's even more baffling to me are the paintings that are absolutely. You just throw the paint all over the canvas, oh. and then it's just a whole glob of colors mm-hmm. and. Why are those worth anything? And yet they they seem to be worth a lot. Yeah. Um, that would be, uh, what communist goal is that? Make art meaningless? Oh, yeah. It's one of the communist goals. <laughs> one of them. I know that. <laughs> and they have definitely succeeded in that. 888 uh, we've, we've pretty successfully uh, dumbed down our, our nation, too, to the point where Somebody like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez can become a U.S. congressperson even though she doesn't know what the hell it is she's talking about. She was asked by uh, MSNBC's Chris Hayes yesterday what her plan is to change Congress. (laughs) Here's what she said. What's your plan here? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with changing our strategy around governance. You know, there's a lot of inside baseball and inside the beltway, as you, you know, you you always hear that term thrown around. But... (laughs) There are very few organizers in Congress, and I do think that organizers operate differently. It's a different kind of strategy, and what it is is really about organizing what? And, and really thinking about that word, organizing, segmenting really people, so you're being strategic think about the in their actions, organize. in really bringing together mm-hmm. a cohesive strategy of putting mm-hmm. pressure on the chamber instead of only focusing on the pressures inside the chamber. That's really interesting what? thought. What, what do you... That's still, but what are you going to do? <laughs> You're going to think about but it. Wait, what are you going to do to change think about it? it? You're going to organize inside the chamber. What does that mean exactly? Or as Lori D pointed out on Twitter over the weekend, she'd like to see Stasio Cortez debate Miss Teen South Carolina. Because that'd be a fair <laughs> fight, actually. That would, that, I don't even know. Where do you put money on who's going to win that one? Oof. Wow. My money's on, uh, Miss Teen South Carolina. Yeah, 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 probably so. You know, because yeah. she's grown up and matured. She's probably about the same age as like Ocasio-Cortez now. Mm-hmm. People uh, don't have maps. That's amazing. So the, so she's going to organize, you know, and she's going to think about the word organize. Uh-huh. Nobody's ever done that before in the history of our nation. Nobody's ever thought about the word organize. Who has ever done that once they've been elected to Congress? I don't think it's ever happened. <laughs> so... Uh, We've got a bright future in front of us now with her thinking about the word organize. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.